<laughs> Ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and that Technicolor rainbow in between. All right, I'm getting excited. Today. No time to waste. Let's get this show on the road. All right, and we are back once again. The internet grind is upon us. The interview grind, I should say, is upon us with another opportunity to talk to an esteemed member of the community of wrestling at large as a whole. So without any further ado, let's get to it. Mystery guest at the table, who are you and what do you do? Oh, yes, everybody. This is Flex Matt of the Flex Network back again with another one of those block rockin' beats. What say you, gentleman scholar on the other end of the line here? <laughs> I try, I'm trying my best, I think. No, it's, it's totally good. It's totally good. Uh, I mean... I, I, I found out firsthand moments before we started this why they call you Flex, because you had to get on your second pair of shades and your best button-down shirt for the occasion, uh, not to mention the uh, the Supersonics rep that uh, that you uh, prepared yourself with. Way to go. Oh, Way to that go. is, you know, that is honestly like my life's goal. If I could be a part of bringing the Sonics back, I would die. I, I'll literally sacrifice my entire life to bring the Sonics back. But I'd have to, like, maybe witness one game. Uh, it, a, a funny, cool story about that, or at least my cool story about that, yeah. is when I was a kid, super timid as a kid, you know, and I think the very first sporting event I ever went to was, it was probably actually a Mariners game, but I'm just, I'm not a baseball guy, never sure. been. Always been a basketball guy. I mean, every, I would say, well, and I mean, you know, during the, during the basketball season, you can find a game on almost every single day for, it seems like nine months. Sure. And so me and my dad always watched basketball, love basketball as a first sport, you know, back, and, and we're talking back in the day, right? I'm seven, mm -hmm. I'm eight, I'm mm -hmm. nine, 96. We're talking Jordan. We're, t you know, those were the heydays and the glory days of basketball. I don't care yes, what you was. say right now. LeBron is not MJ. LeBron, oh. LeBron is not even Kobe Bryant. And I'm not even <laughs> like ashamed to say that, but that's okay. Cause I'm an old school basketball fan, but I'm at the game. Okay. I'm up, I'm up top. It's like my first game. Just the happiest I've ever been because I got a, I got a, like a, like a, a, a Sasquatch, like a little, like a Migs buddy. And mm -hmm. it was like my, my most prized possession in my life at that time cost me $20 at the game. And it was probably more expensive than the ticket we had. Yep. And I can just remember. Okay. So get this. I, I, <laughs> Okay, honestly, not my fault. Okay, somebody was passing in front of me, you know, a couple beers in tow, you know, like sure. a child, like a small child on the way in, mm -hmm. dropped beer on the dude in front of me. Okay. Ooh. And I'm sitting there like, 
as a kid, I'm like, okay, whoa, like, dude, you just got beer dropped on you. And amazingly, it was very little. It wasn't a lot, you know, and, and you could see, I could just see the beer stain on the back of this dude's hat the entire time. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. It's my first game ever. You know, everything is going great. And, and then I drop popcorn, all of my popcorn on this dude. Oh, and so <laughs> it's an entire bucket of popcorn. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he is saying to me, or he just looks back at me and it's a kid. Right. And he's like, sure. Okay. I cannot really be upset. But of course, the first thing out of my mouth was at least you can't see the beer stain on the back of your hat anymore. <laughs> and, and then I proceeded and then, then he disappeared, you know, I'm sure. Cause I've been to many basketball games in my life now. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember as an adult going to, I mean, I love to go to Portland to watch the trailblaze. I actually go to watch the warriors. They're my favorite team. But, oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, and and very often I will I will find myself about about twelve different seats in the game, you know, mm-hmm. just because hey they're empty seats. I'm there having a good time. I'm sure he skedaddled along after the beer and popcorn incident as a kid. So sure. that's my nice funny story. That that is a really fantastic sporting theme story. We don't get a, I don't get a whole lot of an opportunity to talk sports, so this is very refreshing, and I appreciate it. Talking about first memories, I my first uh, my first Mariner games were at the uh, the old Kingdome uh, oh, back yeah. when back when we had the big unit, and uh, oh. I remember I remember specifically uh, like I loved. Randy Johnson, uh, Randy oh, yeah. Johnson, Randy Johnson, and Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, and uh, Jay uh, Jay Buhner to an extent. Alex uh, Rodriguez Al- early in his career. Mm-hmm. Edgar, you know. Yep, yep. Edgar's the man as well. And I remember, uh, I think it was one of the last games I saw at the Kingdom was when uh, uh, Randy Johnson was shelved, so he was injured, and this was uh, back when he was in uh, contract negotiation talks because there was the rumors he was going to leave for Arizona. Spoiler alert, he <laughs> left us for Arizona. Um, but uh, I remember, like, I was such a, I was such a Randy Johnson fan. I bought, uh, you remember, like, those old, like, uh, um, like wooden placard cards that you would Yeah, get? no, yes. I do. Yeah. Faintly. I didn't, I don't think I had very many of them because, remember, I, had, I wasn't I a only baseball had, fan. I only had the Randy Johnson one. And, oh, okay, I, and yeah. so, and so I, I brought that to the game like trying to get myself on camera because back then when they had those like in between inning like for the arena attendant only games like you know the speedboat the different color one shout to oh. get your favorite color oh, yeah to win and i was you know i was all i was like green and just running and going and so yeah i try to get myself on camera showing my support for uh randy johnson i did not on cam- get on camera my parents told me to sit down and stop screaming <laughs> Because we were right. we were up in the nosebleed sections. Nosebleed of the kingdom is they literally look like ants down there. Um, but, it's funny uh, you say that because my two games, okay, mm-hmm. one of the two that I remember, yep, kingdom nosebleeds, literally on the back wall, just Ooh, you know, okay, you know what I mean, like literal nosebleeds. I was I was seats. at least closer to the front in the nosebleed rows, but yes, I I, I feel that. My other one, my other little nice, sorry to cut you off if you had more to that story, but uh, my other little memory about baseball specifically was I'm coming up to the the upper level and Griffey center field and I just yell, hey, Griffey. And he, you know, they're not supposed to acknowledge you, but he turns around and he goes, 
and I just died. I was like, no way. Yep, like, yep. And it was the coolest thing. And that's, yep. you know, that's what I love about sports. It's yeah. really for the kids. And but it's also for the kids at heart. And I think that's, kids the, whole, at heart, yep. that's the whole thing is like, you know, you're going to have your sports fans. But I appreciate a good mark that appreciates the athletic portion of the sport, appreciates the the mysticism that can the wonder that can still be appreciated in sports. Because too often you have like these ESPN analytical fantasy football league type of sports fans that really kind of just just kill the vibe of it. And like especially having survived in retail for the last ten years, it still boggles my mind. When an avid Seahawks fan, and I know there's a lot of people listening, I love you all, but... This could be me, too, but I like to play both sides of the fence as far as uh, fandom, but go ahead. Sure. So, it's like, it, it always boggles my mind when your day is either made or broken based on how the team does. Especially when it's like, you literally have no bearing on anything that happens with that team and it ruins people's day. It's like you, you you can see the slump post-game when they come into – it's like b- the morning of the game. Everybody is happy. Oh, we're going to be watching the game. Right. <laughs> Afternoon comes in. Everybody's in a slump. And it's like, how was how's your day going? Well, I was doing great until the Seahawks lost. <laughs> well, I – so – you know, I'm I'm on both sides of the knife because I don't like when the Seahawks lose, but I'm not I'm not, but I don't care. Uh, you know, I'm a football fan at heart, so I enjoy the sport, like you said. Right. But my worst thing, because I'm big into fantasy football, because I just love the game. It's fun. Sure. That's fun for me. But like, you're right. Like, I I will I have sat next to people that I'm like, oh yeah, I'm checking my fantasy team, and then they're like why do you play fantasy football? And I'm like, uh, you know, it's just fun. You know, it's fun for me. It's fun. And, and then they're like, uh, well, that's disrespectful to your team. Why would you ever root for anybody else? And I'm just like, I just like the dudes. You know, I don't, I don't know what to say. That's Chill, like saying, fam. Chill. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like saying like, Oh, I'm WWE only like, Burning! which, I, which unfortunately <laughs> there are, uh, there are, uh, smarks out like that. And don't worry, we'll take care of on the editing. It's fine. Um, okay. Can why can I cuss or no, I will take it out if so, or I will say no. Okay. I'm not going to cuss. That's okay. You already answered it. So I'll just tone it down. The, the, the question, the question is how much more editing do you want me to do post-production? That's, <laughs> okay, that's, the, that's the question that you should ask, but that's, yeah. that's okay. You know, it's, it's everybody has their, uh, has None. their fumbles and all that. It's all good. It's all None. good. That one got me going because no, I, and I get it. And that's why it's like, if we're talking about sports, somebody is going to get heated. I get that. So just again, <laughs> casual, you know go with the flow do what you need to do but again as as i as sports just entertainment in general are supposed to be fun and you know the 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 loyalists among you it's it 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 boggles the brain because like for example like would you like sherman any less now that he's a 49er he right. did. He did wonders for us. He's a he's a decent human being. I caught the news not too long ago about his uh, about his uh, fiasco. But here's the thing: is like the I appreciate that it is um, being worded as effectively. He he regretted what he did. He he basically you know understood the severity of it, 
and it was a mental relapse. And so the, the press has been more forgiving because of, especially with, um, who was the lady that, uh, that pulled out of the U S open because she didn't want to answer Simone. questions. Some, uh, Simone. For or the, no U S open. Uh, or... the, the, the one, uh, the one a few months back, uh, the, the, the French tour where she quit because of uh, mental health reasons. And it's, it's, there's been this trend of, of well, athletes. did she quit? Are you talking about the Are you talking about the girl that was racing that got busted for marijuana and then said that she was using marijuana for mental health to cope with her mom's death? That was that was in the Olympics. And then she like volunteered. Okay, maybe that was not. in the Olympics. Yeah. There was one before then. Hmm, that was. I don't know that I caught that. that tell was, me. Do uh, tell. That was a U.S. Open withdraw. Uh, Google to the rescue. But anyway, uh, my point staying. Uh, is that effectively we're seeing more of uh we're seeing more of a pattern of athletes opening up and being like hey we're human and that was actually the tweet from the girl that that was pulled out of uh, the olympics was yeah i got caught from marijuana my mother just died i used right. it to cope i'm human exactly and so and and yeah. to a point i mean you get a couple of those if you're a good if you're a good person, I mean Sherman is a nice dude. I mm -hmm. mean, he has been he has been vocal for a lot of good things in yes. the past. And I mean, hey, he, he, you know what? Like mental health, it's all gotten the best of us. And if and if anybody out there says that it absolutely hasn't for them, that's a lie. I mean, there has been something it's, it's, somewhere it's, down uh, the line. It's check yourself. That that's the yeah. whole thing is that uh, uh you know, um actually in a in a episode that uh just aired last week um we had uh nick radford uh and i talking about something similar to that where uh the the 2020 uh pandemic has really been a wake-up call um especially for uh people in a privileged position such as you and i um it's it's we've had to we've had to take a a long hard look in the mirror and realize you know we can use you know our advantages to help out the disadvantaged out there yeah. And, and, you know, cause we're going to get into wrestling, which is what brought us together. Yes, but, for sure. You know, there are a lot of negative, I mean, so, and I'm totally the guy that'll pull back the curtain to a point. Sure. Because I feel like, you know what, in order to kind of understand why somebody does something or, or who somebody is you got to kind of understand the whole story you can't unfortunately get the whole story when you just see it from afar but you know the very first thing that i was told by people when i decided to get into the indie wrestling promotion business mm -hmm. is people are not gonna like you <laughs> it's no. just like no or people it is, are it gonna is give it you. is certainly not an industry where you make a lot of friends yeah. Or a lot of money. You there's not that. Too. I mean, yes, <laughs> I talked about I talked about or not talked about, but I, I heard you guys, you and Z man talk about it mm -hmm. and and how much money it costs just to train pro wrestling and stuff like that. And that's yes, admittedly, just a single part of it. But like to put on your own promotion takes literally your arm and your leg mm -hmm. in order to do it and do it well. And, and there's still, been a lot of people that have come and gone that have not done that really well. And that's especially where the concerns that I brought in that particular uh, Z-Man is because we have seen that before firsthand. And a lot of us here in the um, pro wrestling scene in the Pacific Northwest, a lot of people know a lot of people. So word will spread on who does good and who doesn't. So that's that's where, like, you know, we especially um, 
like even though i'm i'm only in the position as a as a, as a fellow mark for the time being um that you know it, it's still important to make sure that the people are taken care of and that's why especially with um you know like with uh the your prior promotion, promotion yes prior promotion and then uh and then uh your promotion that you are running which uh, we will get to in just a moment and it's 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 a good time to get into wrestling um especially since you know you have the promotions like matt farmers defy and max's without a cause that prove that it can be done in washington state and done very well at a super high level mm-hmm. and that in itself is somewhat of a problem at, too because they do it so well mm-hmm. that it's like okay if anybody else is trying to do it unless it's somebody from the inner circle cuz a lot of them came from the inner circles sure of people sure. that people know that people thought like hey they paid their dues and everything and yeah it's I, a relentless out in uh eastern washington is run by uh, chase james chase as an example. Mm-hmm. and chase is great you know mm-hmm. max is great matt yes. farmer's great i haven't had a lot of interactions with him specifically but logan in 5cc he's great you know mm-hmm. and and he came from 321 or at mm-hmm. least around that from from how i know it sure you sure. know and and they're all wrestling people i am not like i admittedly did not come from the times where everybody was grinding a lot harder you know than i than i have done so admittedly i get it i get a lot of the backlash that came from setting up my show and my second show now and but Mm -hmm. but like you said you know you you and admittedly you had to give it a show you know you had to hear from people that people were doing it the right way at my sure, show and sure. in order to, to buy into it. And that's great. You know, my, my problems with, with um, the whole thing is it's so good here. Yes. It's so good. So it's <laughs> and that's not, not a bad thing at all. The it's fact a fantastic that the, thing. The fact that the benchmark, the, the, the standard, the, the benchmark is so high um, means that it is a worthwhile challenge to do. But the, but the other side of that coin is that is that much pressure because, you know, it's like I tell people all the time, the biggest pressure that I have personally for wanting to get into pro wrestling is that you cannot BS a Defy crowd. Like, you cannot pull the wool over their eyes. They they know real, and real recognizes real. And, like, even though I personally love, I personally love Danhausen, <laughs> I know that Danhausen's not exactly everybody's cup of tea. You know, the Defy crowds are going to be into your your Brody Kings, your Jeff Cobbs, the ones that, you know, punch you in the mouth really hard. Daniel there's Garcia. wrestling. There's, and yes, there's, there's, uh, there's wrestling for everybody. But the fact that like catering to your particular crowd, you know, that, that and money are the two biggest goals is making sure that you have a product that, you know, is not easily replicated and is memorable, but is also profitable. Uh, I occasionally have talks with uh, Ethan about uh, since he uh, took over the helm of uh, Destiny City Comics nearly two years ago. And as much as like he gets down on himself on uh, certain products that may come in or he has uh, doubts about it, I'm like, you're the only comic book shop that is also a wrestling shop. Use yeah, that is something that that not everybody has. That is going to be your mark that makes you stand out. So run with that. And he's got 
he's got that niche and whatever he I like him. I, I've had no interactions with him on a personal level other than our social media interactions. Sure. And and he's great. Actually, I like well, I want like I've I've recently got into collecting comics a little bit mm-hmm. and I see his stuff all the time. And every single time that I see something I'm at least somewhat interested in, I at least yeah. do my due diligence and try to follow up on it. But I sure. know how tough of an industry that is. And mm-hmm. you have to be ready for the day-to-day-to-day-to-day grind. And he absolutely does that. His yeah. social media presence, and he keeps up on that. He and, does a great you know, job. He, yeah, it's like, you know, I I, I, I have the... Uh, you know, I have the um, the fortune of um, living not too far from where his comic shop is. So sometimes on some down days, I'll just go out and hang out for a few hours. And you know, he'll still take the time for me to pick, you know, pick his brain a little bit. But he's also, you know, doing everything on the social media, handling orders, and it's also it's also a two man crew because uh, his wife Stephanie mm-hmm. is also an equal part of that endeavor as well. So I love their stuff where she's in the doomsday device with Nick Radford and I'm sitting there like, how often will you ever get that? Like how often? It's because it's, it's because it's real. And you know, it's, it's the, it's, there's multiple layers to that because as a wrestling fan, you know, like, you know, the inside of man, she has to really trust them in order to uh, allow herself to be in that particular position. And then also you have where, you know, it's it's a funny picture to the outside observer who may just only be in it for comics or just randomly stumble upon it on social media. So the fact that that draws attention, that can potentially draw money, it's the groundwork is in place. And I feel like a lot of brands in in a lot of aspects, they don't lay down the breadcrumbs. You know, they, it's it's sort of like, you know, one of my... And we're kind of going to segue into different tangi- aspects of a- Tangeal. Tangeal is a good word that I like. Tangeal is a good word. And it's, it's, you know, it's, I'm always a fan of long-term booking and long-term investment, you know, finding ways to reward the connoisseur of your, of your brand, of your product, because, you know, wrestlers can just have a match. That's one thing. But if you build a story, throughout those matches it's like one of my favorite aspects you know it's it's every once in a while people will argue about intergender wrestling has no place and i'm like see also the greatest intergender match of this generation was brian cage versus jordan grace shut up yeah Um, (laughs) that that at all out was the third because in the indie scenes leading up leading up to that match they were one and one and this was game three effectively of that of that matchup so those that follow you know brian cage or jordan grace through their aspects were rewarded with oh not only is this an amazing match for pay-per-view this is also the rubber match for people that have been paying attention it's so i think for pro wrestling what's and we could probably get into this eventually but it's like (laughs) my so it's so pro wrestling is very difficult and i feel like Mm -hmm. it's not difficult for the people that get it you know but it is almost like it's you have to have your four front teeth pulled out of your face before you can even 
slightly understand it. But what is great about me, or at least what I try to do, like this last Saturday at a party at my house, right? Mm-hmm. Bought a ping pong table out of off the whim, called eight friends of mine, said, let's go because I want to murder you at ping pong because, you know, sure. and I want people to come hang out with me. Ping pong is sure. fun, right? So we're at the ping pong and I'm literally, it's 7.30, 8 p.m. And I say, boom, everybody's had a couple drinks. This is completely a work crowd, squares, like a bunch of squares. They would love that sure. I called them that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we sit sure. down, and you know what I pop on the TV? GCW. Nick Gage. Ooh, Nick Gage. Okay. Matt Cardona. Right? And then I'm thinking, that now, here's the thing. It changed the tune. It changed the tune yes, in my house. People are like, Burning! Oh, sorry again. Sorry. You're fine. You're I'm fine. sorry. They're like, okay. They're like, what the heck are you doing? And I'm like, dude, let me set this up for you. I paused it. I sold them on it because mm-hmm. I'm a salesman. That's what I do. I sold them on it. Gave yes. them a good solid five mm-hmm. minutes on it. Mm-hmm. Played the match. They were eating out of the hands of the promotion. Yep. And not to mention, it was an amazing finish. You got the juice from the crowd. The whole entire crowd mm-hmm. was in just as much as, yep. well, maybe I was not my my cohorts at the, you know, because that's a big, long story that they've been telling for a long time. And it was amazing to sure, see. Sure. Plus, it gives you some wow factor. You know, you tell the guy, oh, no, the dude's got a pizza cutter. And they're like, well, why yes. does he got that? And they're like, oh, no. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> like this is not necessarily your wwe stuff that you think it Mm -hmm. is you -hmm. know and then when you put it on and then you get people out to my show and i literally hear nothing but amazing things yet for some reason the pro wrestling crowd around here sometimes wants to kind of say i'm not gonna dabble in that it's like guys why not you know it's like you know i'm really trying to put it on so everybody can come have fun you know enjoy their time come enjoy some beers which is not necessary mm-hmm. like who puts on a bar show anymore mm-hmm. you know um well chase does it's far away sure if you're around this area so i mean you know uh whack does you know you can have drinks there but it's not necessarily tailored to that it's a family show right Wax right. a family show that is is developing in well, it's already the best show around in my opinion. But you know they're getting pushed kind of beyond that. They're they're kind of sure. understanding. They're they're pushing themselves beyond yeah, a family show. You know they're family friendly, but they're not family mm-hmm. oriented anymore. Gotcha. Yep. And mm-hmm. That's and a good way to so it. I I want to put on a bar show. I want to put on a show. It's still all ages, but if you want to come and have eight beers. And really get into it, please. Like, come along, you know, and and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, But again, it it gets met with so much unnecessary brick walls. And it's hard. It's hard. So here, so, and, and, and that's very interesting to, to, to kind of hear that because, so here's the thing. Straight up, the two most important questions that I have for okay, any let's promotion. Let's go. Let's just go. Yeah. The, the the two the two most important questions that I have is is especially with a with a still pandemic related security is the safety of the fans number one priority number one in your mind. 
is the safety? Oh, you mean like COVID thing? Yeah, so like making sure that everybody is safe and having a good time. Okay, uh, and so pr- proper procedures and all that. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second cuz I'll be happy to say that. The state of Washington says you can go anywhere you want without a mask. Sure. So So I'm not going to say no. My venue says you can do whatever. It's really up to them. I'm putting sure. on a show. If my venue tells me you everybody has to wear a mask, then everybody's wearing a mask. If my venue says state laws are you don't have to wear a mask at all if you don't want to, then mm-hmm. you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. If you want to wear a mask, absolutely nobody will say anything to you. More power to you. And wear one. You know, go sure. ahead and wear one. Half of the right. people that are vaccinated, like, I don't really even care. And then the other half are like, I don't care because I'm not back. I actually had wrestlers in my inbox. I want to come to your show, but I will not come if you have COVID regulations. And I said, well, interesting. I'm not going to out anybody. And I'm going to say, and and I, you know what I said to them? I respect your opinion, but that is not the type of promotion that I'm putting on. But. Thank you for reaching out because it shows that at least I'm doing something right. But you, there are a lot of people out there. You got to play politics. I am the middle. I don't play any politics. I play put on a fun show. Come have a fun time. Bring your kids. Want to wear a mask? Great. If you want to sit mm-hmm. six feet of distance, tell me about it. Happy to do so. Great. I'll put you in the corner. I got enough space. And just go. as Z-Man said, you got visibility of the stage from all different angles. Mm -hmm. So is it number one priority? No. My number one priority is making sure that everybody's entertained because I don't want people to come and have a stinker and not feel like they're comfortable in my venue. And, and and I don't, and I want, and and correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't want to have that strewed as if it's, you know, it's not priority number one, but it's certainly not. Oh yeah. No, it's it's not last at all. That's, that's, that's the whole thing is that because we, we know how, you know, quotes and indirects and all yeah, that everybody can be, else can, can go ahead and try sure. to cancel me i don't mind because i'm a nice guy and i really am just trying to do the right thing but i will not be canceled because a lot of people that come to my shows know me and know who i am and know that i'm definitely just trying to do the right thing and there's a there's a big void of pro wrestling in this area that i really want to do my best to sure to like not be a crappy promotion, but be that promotion that's like that one B. Like I don't intend to be defied. I'm definitely not whack. You know what I mean? Whack is again, in my opinion, and those guys are my friends. Like uh sure, sure. Max is like again, like I got my very first start in independent pro wrestling from Max mm-hmm. doing Ring Crow with him. And then Dave and Chris helped book my show, you know? And so those guys are absolute my my best friends. Like I love Mm -hmm. those guys, but I am Mm -hmm. definitely not whack. You know, like I'm trying not to be them. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure that I run something that is friendly of them because they're friendly of me, but like also don't want to step on anybody's toes. Right. And that's the, that's the important thing, especially because, you know, you know, reputation is very important and you definitely hit the, the nail on the head that, uh, you know, there's there's enough flavors of professional wrestling for everybody that everybody can you know people can smell a copycat people can smell a poser right if you do your best to to be your authentic self you know that's that's going to speak volume like this is the you know this is the flex brand this is the scuttlebutt promotion 
brand, which gets me into the second most important question mm. for me. The most important, like the most important thing to me as a local fan of the area is making sure that the talent gets paid. Oh, yeah, that's no problem. Actually, okay. that's my number one thing. Like, Good. honestly, so if you asked what's your number one, like I, first and foremost, everybody's getting paid then i'm worrying about everything else <laughs> so that's that's good to hear <laughs> and honestly uh, i've lost yeah. nothing but money you know what I mean? so i will just say like it's well that's the thing it's like you know you got to invest a little bit and sometimes that's at a loss before you can make a profit yes. out of it. that's just that's just the nature of any business really you know whether it's wrestling or otherwise especially but, uh, when the benchmarks in the area are so incredibly high yes <laughs> it's like de defy Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like the, you know, the, obviously the history of, of defy mm -hmm. sells a hundred tickets. So it's, it, you don't even have to try and then whack, you know, like right. establish like, Hey, we have four shows we're bringing out. They're almost all sold out. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? They but, have but again, their the, the, the important thing is, is that, you know, we, we say, you know, it's, you know, a hundred shows or so without even trying, but that is because of years of building years. of reputation and the respect that is shown by the community, especially when, you know, you have, you know, a, a home, arguably a homegrown hero in Max, and then you have the legendary philosophical tutelage under Matt, and then the, pr the production, you know, protege that is Jim Perry. I mean, that, that is a, a killer dynamic duo of a production crew if there ever was one those are the so you're talking about the defy guys right there yeah yeah matt Farmer sorry and see Jim here's Perry. the thing i've only been in the game so long i know of the guys i don't know a lot of the lineage because sure i am such a whack guy <laughs> that's no and that's and that's that's very fair but uh but so Allow me. Yeah, to go ahead, you. please, so, and educate so, everybody. I mean, you yeah, know, so, whoever. And 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 again, I will. I'll. This is just going to be, you know, tip of the iceberg when it comes to the history of. And I'm sure that, um, you know, Matt Farmer is is no, it has no reservation. You know, he, he'll be open to to answer any questions that you have. Like very personable guy. I've I've had the pleasure of chatting with him a handful of times with about the industry and and other aspects. So to give you an idea. Matt Farmer was originally a wrestler in this area in the 1980s. Oh. So he is old school, tried and true, Pacific Northwest legend by every sense of the word. And, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the amount of, uh, the amount of knowledge and resources that this man has, like, uh, like one of my favorite memories uh, of something that happened on Twitter was he posted up like an old flyer of, um, of uh rocky johnson you know dwayne the rock johnson's yeah. father from you know from like the 80s or whatever and the rock responded saying i haven't seen this picture in 30 years wow so like the fact that like in in every sense of the word matt farmer is a is a is a historian and a preservation artist of the craft of pro wrestling especially when it comes to the pacific northwest scene and um i would i would argue that Anybody who's anybody deserves to at least should go out of their way to at least inquire from such a uh, 
such a uh, diverse mind that, that has so many aspects in in the business as a whole. It's it's actually very surprising on how hands on he is with with wrestling in Defy and beyond that. So I, I have nothing but absolute respect for for Matt and uh, his his success is uh, not uh, shouldn't come as a surprise, but it's also been that legend that has been built from day one because of him. That's awesome. I I respect it all as well. I respect even the the small indie promoters that are trying to do their best and we all know who that is and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know that the guys that are looked, you know, almost down upon in the industry and I just see like myself almost as one of those people even though I feel like I'm doing the right things, people tend to look down on me and it's hard to battle through that. So anybody, and especially in the Seattle Pacific Northwest area, where you haven't seen musical acts come out of here very often because people tend to be so bugged by the rain to -hmm. be able to feel like they can appreciate anything. So it takes a long time. And anybody like a Matt Farmer who has done what he's done and a Max Zaleski and the guys over at whack. And again, any promotion there's mm-hmm. trying to do their thing. It's tough around here. It's tough around here. And it's it tough to keep going when it rains every single day. <laughs> it's, like- it's, it's yeah, no. And it's, it is, you know, again, it's the business as it is now is not what it was 10 years ago, because, you know, basically as, as uh, the stories that I have told is, the only promotions, the only like places to train or any like indie promotions that were around was uh, Buddy Wayne Academy up in uh, the Aberdeen area uh, where uh, Daniel Bryan got his start. And uh, and then uh, way uh, like I heard about this. I never actually went to a show. It was kind of like a blink and you miss it sort of thing. But up in eastern Washington, Honky Tonk Man of all people used to have a promotion called ICW in which their champion was a chef. Do the we have come talk. a long we have come <laughs> a long way since the since the days of ICW and one school and especially now that we have you know we have what three different schools you know in the Everett Aberdeen area because you have um you have the Buddy Wayne Academy is still going strong because of uh, his son Nick Wayne who which Nick Wayne is absolutely a phenomenal like he is uh, a pillar he is the captain of the ship of this of this scene um, a lot of stress and pressure on this kid and exactly he, and he doesn't yeah he doesn't uh he responds to it that's incredible he responds very well and then uh we have in the last year or so that uh dragon suplex uh is uh dragon plex giving gi- dragon plex yep the, is given is given uh people a chance to shine and uh yeah the the opportunities are more plentiful uh and and the just the the things that you can do in this in this business now is something that college me strive to find <laughs> how old are you uh i terrible just... question to ask no everybody. no that's no that's fine that's fine um uh usually uh usually i play tongue and cheek how old are you old enough and they're like what do you mean by that no yes. um, i was i was uh i am 36 i was born in nice. 85 I'm 32 okay, okay so okay. i get what you mean we're we were somewhat not in the same era a little bit close mm-hmm. but yeah you're right back when i graduated there was you couldn't you couldn't there mm-hmm. was i mean there was no there was no seeing there was no social media 
you know, no, like, or there wasn't really, you right. know, it was, it was, uh, you know, when I was in, uh, uh, I went to, uh, job Corps when I was, uh, on my 21st birthday. And so 2006 was, you know, there were whispers of YouTube and people <laughs> and, uh, everybody and like, uh, people were on Facebook, but not to the level that it is now. Not yet. And, no. uh, and Twitter was not a thing. Uh, nope. nobody could MySpace even. MySpace was hot. MySpace was hot. Uh, it was just getting away from being hot, though, because that's how I graduated in 07. Mm-hmm. When I went to college, I, I took a year off. I went to college in 09, and mm-hmm. that was the first time I ever got on Facebook. Yep. And, I, yeah, I mean, so how I did lo- you know? Right. Like, I, I loved uh, MySpace so much, I made three different profiles because you know when did you when, have a music profile i did have music yes, profiles yes, i had did. <laughs> i had i programmed the the falling text on the page uh it was that yeah. went so hard when the <laughs> falling text came down you knew you were on a profile of a dude that knew how to to word mm-hmm. it or or mm-hmm. how to make it and i i yep. always sat there like dang i'm still on the basic top eight what how do i get the how do I get the things that I, but I yeah. always had rock and music. That's what people always knew about mine. They come to mm-hmm. me and they had the in underground hardcore rock. This <laughs> was also the time that I was really diving into a uh, European symphonic metal. So things like Camelot within temptation, Nightwish, blind guardian. I was never into that stuff. Um, but I heard a lot of it once i grew up a little bit because the people that still mess with camelot still do it today and they do yeah and they do it hard like really hard yes most of those people are real musicians like they appreciate the the art of music well you have that but you also have that like people who go to walk-in festivals which uh, walk-in is effectively like a yearly woodstock in europe but it's done like a lot better than we handled Woodstock on, in all fairness. Um, America messes everything up. America, really. America messes everything up. We just get too drunk or like too high. That's like, yeah, what there most was, people. there was the uh, Woodstock 99 documentary that uh, released not too long ago. And it's like, I remember when that was like fresh in the news and just how, how literally a crap show it was. It was, uh, man, t- time, uh, time really has a way of reminding us how old we are. Jeez. Um, <laughs> 99 but, uh, like geez 99 yeah 22 years ago i was 14 in 1999 99 that's like uh y2k stuff right yep uh, yep it's, oh, uh, yeah dude. year 2000 in the year 2000 wrestling was so hot back then or just yeah. anything you can say from like 93 to like two even up to like 2003 i really. i will i will tell you so Here's here's a funny thing about me. Uh teenage me was really into that TRL vibe. So oh, I was Oh, so, how could you not be? So I I was watching very closely with you had the boy band wars. You know, you yep, had your NSYNC, it was NSYNC, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, 98 degrees, and then at the same time you had the Diva Wars, which was Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, uh Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore. You had the Latino invasion uh j-lo uh mark anthony uh ricky martin yeah it was it was a wild time and and if you you want to go do karate in the basement (laughs) like or whatever it is because you're right i was a part of that and but what changed me was when corn's freak on a leash came Mm-hmm. And then it ran the waves for like 50 weeks or whatever. Yep. And then music just changed after that. 
yeah it it's like the, the and a lot of it had to like in my personal opinion a lot of that had to do with the departure of trl um uh, because trl was like wh- how you knew you know what music to to uh, look out for and like i will never forget when tom green was trying to rally to get his the butt song to number one and for one day <laughs> for one day tom pop green's, culture the, 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 the tom green's the butt song out was outvoted and sinks it's gonna be me for wow. one day and he said that's he was that's at the it. studio he was at the studio at the time and he said that's it i have reached the top i am retiring that video on top <laughs> respect to the man for knowing when to back down because it is not going to get any better than that you're not going to get two in a row over nsync tom green man wow that is such a name from the like i was even i was trying my best to prep for this podcast <laughs> honestly i was trying my best because mm-hmm. admittedly this came together really really quick which that's sure. how i like to do things like sure. you, we talk about improv pre-show but mm-hmm. i'm very much like the guy that never did any improv that I feel like if I was comfortable enough in my own skin, I was I would be happy to do all that stuff like in my younger years. Now mm-hmm. I'm older and I just don't care anymore. So sure. I'm like more down to be out there. Sure. But like that is one thing that I didn't expect would come out of this podcast. <laughs> it's a Tom Green reference because of, Tom of Green slayed it back in the day. Are you kidding me? The Tom Green era of pop culture. I am the chat. Like, like, are you kidding me? Like that stuff was incredible. He really probably, oh my gosh. How many minds did Tom Green influence that we look at today? Oh God, right? You're talking about like the comedy scene as a whole. Seth Rogen probably was all in on Tom Green back in the day. I could see also like Seth Rogen being influenced by like Carrot Top and the amazing Jonathan. Oh, Carrot Top, for sure. Stupid stuff like, well, it ain't stupid, but it's like, you know. It was what got over at the time. Yeah, yeah, you had to be an attraction back in the day in order to get over, you know. Yeah, it's like, because during the the times of like the mid to late 90s, especially, you know, the things that were over were Vegas style shows. That's why like, you know, the rising stars that were Penn and Teller and uh, everybody was trying to be David Blaine or. Dude, David Blaine, are you kidding me? <laughs> David Blaine was so hot for so, I mean, for so long. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Angel, even when he did his thing, yep. everybody was like, oh my gosh. And then you heard whispers of Chris Angel using like a fish line at a local high school at a freaking magic show. Mm-hmm. And it, it lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it tanked. Well, it and, tanked. and this, that's the thing, especially with like, that was pre-social media because, uh, you know, it's somebody, uh, I, I think it was at Internet Today, they were talking about, uh, especially when, uh, like, the whole resurgence of the free Britney Spears because of everything that happened back in 2008, which was, you know, very fresh in our minds when I, you know, when I was going through college and uh, post-college and all that other stuff was the very public breakdown that happened in 2006 or so when she and, shaved uh, her head and, bald and where she <clears throat> shaved her head and uh, had to and uh, had to be uh you know had that illegal uh, custody thing and that's oh, yeah. the custody battle is going on right now but you know during that time social media didn't exist so you didn't have the direct connection you know word of mouth could make or break anybody in that business because they didn't have a, a way to defend themselves that's why like national uh, Enquirer was so 
massively powerful for a very long time. And talk about in the business. I mean, you were in high school and got made or broke by a random rumor, you Mm -hmm. know, like Mm -hmm. that had nothing. I mean, no, no basis in truth, you know, and that was just how it was. Gossip Mm -hmm. ran the mags, ran social media, ran everything, destroyed Mm -hmm. a bunch of lies. And people finally started to smarten up and be like, what are we doing here, guys? Like, how are we? Why are we doing this? Why are we being led by this? And people started to smarten up. Smartening up to a certain extent because you're still sure. you're still going to have those. It's the people, same thing. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's different. Same thing. <laughs> different, different. Same thing. Different coat of paint. Absolutely. Yeah, um, that's you know that's an incredible that's an incredible thing. I think that there's there needs to be more people you know like you or like uh, us this this entire thing like where we talk about because honestly we were the children of the internet Mm -hmm. you know like and and there's not enough that we're put that is put on that and i think that and i've always said this like once our generation because i i feel ourselves in the same era um once we become presidents, once people <laughs> like die out to where our generation starts ruling the world, Odin like, help everybody if I ever become president. So. No, I think it'll be fine because I think <laughs> there's a point to where it's just like, dude, just think about it for a second. Does this make sense? Yes or no? If it doesn't, let it go. Okay, <laughs> just let it go. Like transgender wrestling. Let's go back to that. Like, what do you mean? Like. What do you mean? There is so much diversity out there in the world that you can't see. And you know what? Let's get back to my show. I'm putting on a transgender match. It's, nice. you know, amazing. Ashton Starr, Rebel Kel, okay? Ashton Starr, first time in the Pacific Northwest at all, okay? That's rad. That's really rad. From Atlanta, been on GCW, a mm-hmm. pretty big star, wrestling Rebel Kel, which... We all know what Rebel is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to play favorites, but she, she's she's kind of <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, yeah, it's shout, hard shout for out to, not to be. Shout out to SOS Pro Wrestling. Uh, look out for, uh, for their <laughs> tour coming soon. Uh, also, uh, if you haven't already, check out the season finale where I make a coffee appearance and also subscribe to their channel. You're welcome. Keep going. Yes, I love SOS. I'm a big fan of SOS, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, I know I know everybody now that I'm in that part. And I would like to continue to continue to know everybody. And that's yeah. that's how it works. I'm I'm a smart, you know, to that point. I prefer to know everything that's going on and allow it to be enjoyable for me. I mean, if you but are into fantasy about... football, then you're certainly going to be in the, the smart territory for sure. Not always. Some people like fantasy football just because it's fun, but they don't get it. They often lose and then it becomes un- unenjoyable. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I run a whole fantasy football podcast on on Twitter where my guys are on Sirius XM fantasy football radio. Oh, so wow. it's a pretty big deal. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a pretty big deal on my end. But running transgender wrestling is breaking down a lot of walls just with my own personal sure. fan base. And, and I, the, I and go the ahead. Thing, the thing that's important is, you know, I, I'm definitely an advocate of representation. Representation is like a, a is probably the most vital commodity that, that you can find in pro wrestling right now. Because if you look just, you know, how many children were in, were inspired when Kofi Kingston finally won the big one. How many people were inspired recently when Big E finally won Money in the Bank and the potential is there that he can that he can get the big one that is just right within his grasp? How many people I've seen the videos of people inspired by Swerve and the kids that are dancing to Swerve. 
um, Sasha Banks, Bailey. Let me give you one. Mm-hmm. Let me give you one that I was Jinder Mahal. Yes. Okay. okay. When Jinder won the WWE Championship, oh my gosh. Like, first of all, it was one of my favorite things because I really love Jinder's character. Don't know why. I just, I loved it. I just. He's got I such a magnetism to his to his work. He, he brings that. And mm-hmm. it's the same exact thing that Drew McIntyre brings, honestly. And it's crazy that they did their thing back in the day yep. where they both were just outcasted from their stupid gimmicks, that we're typical WWE stuff. Yeah, you know, dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. But back in the day when nobody was really onto the product mainstream unless you were a complete like fan, mm-hmm. which a lot of people probably gave away that part of time you know sure, and just said sure. okay it wasn't my favorite but i'm still in but guys like drew mcintyre gender mahal mm-hmm. when i went to watch the products like you know wwe i turn around gender mahal wins and i look in the crowd and there's literally i mean droves of that culture out in the fan ch- children up mansoor you know there's a lot of there's a lot of pop culture or culture in general that gets changed by what people are doing Mm -hmm. people need to understand that things like transgender wrestling or uh you know what i mean Uh, everything that's really happening right now like everything is happening they're breaking down barriers for sure there's barriers that need to be broke down in society Mm -hmm. that are happening right now and it's incredible to see and i would i am happy to be a part of it a thousand percent. I, I definitely uh, agree with the, the sentiment there because you look at like how earth shattering it was when Nyla Rose won the AEW Women's Championship. You know, it, it shows that it is possible through hard work and dedication, no matter who you are, that you can achieve your dreams. You know, we you know, it's, you look at like, for example, the accolades of um, Aubrey Edwards over in AEW, a, a beloved Pacific Northwest uh, icon. Yes. Um, arguably, arguably the face of three, two, one. Um, but you know, we, arguably, we, I mean, that's is, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, you know, it's, it's, you know, and, and we were all so happy when she, when she got the call up and then, you know, just the, the amount, the amount of trailblazing milestones that this woman has done is nothing short of incredible. I no, mean, monumental, you, you have, like monumental, is, monumental is a better word. I like the word monumental, especially because the first female referee to get her own action figure oh yeah <laughs> yeah what? right 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 so you're gonna you're gonna have children that get the aew ring and get aubrey as part of their ensemble and think of how many girls are going to be inspired by aubrey's presence for generations to come i, I feel i feel like i feel like we are just we are getting a taste of what this progressive influence is going to showcase shine um, upon the world. Really? Yes. I mean, you feel it even around here. I mean, people that trained under her specifically, Kelsey juice box, kid, Kelsey Gibson, Jamie, um, juice box kid, Jamie as well. I mean, the, both of them have done really phenomenally well as female referees. Yes. Kelsey's going to do a WWE tryout on the day of my show. She also co 
uh, she's the girlfriend of the owner of Five CC. Oh, nice! And they are the ones booking Brit- Brittany Wonder, Danica Della Rouge, and Jamie Senegal as the triple. Danica has done some incredible things all over Wh- the world. Both, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with uh, both uh, Danica and Jordan Oasis that have like not stopped. Yeah, both uh, from uh, Buddy d- Wayne. D- I mean, like that's mm-hmm. the that's the crew. You know, those are the guys that that yeah when you. I mean, they knew the guy, you know, like they, they know and understand what pro wrestling is. Not that nobody else does, but they get it. They want it. Sure. You know, you've seen transformations in this area that are spoken deeply through Mm -hmm. the people that want to do it for the right reasons. And the Pacific Northwest, you know, I just saw a tweet. The other day that said like, oh, I saw a transformation in L.A. Then I saw a transformation in Seattle. Now I'm seeing it in St. Louis. And I'm just thinking like, wow, that's funny you say that. And I get why you said that, because like Aubrey Edwards and and uh, Darby Allen and like mm-hmm. all these guys swerve and like the Hollywood, the Bollywood bros, like yep. lots of guys that were there and are there now. But like to Mm -hmm. say that the Pacific Northwest is not going through another transformation. That's incredible. is like a real shame because they're, I mean, I get why you say that, but really we're about like the next year in independent pro wrestling. And I don't even necessarily call myself a part of that. Like, cause I don't know, like that's an entity that is almost like a far away, big ball of like, I don't even, I want to jump out of it almost because it's like, wow, these guys are like, for me to be trying to do something that is on this level, simply Mm -hmm. unattainable for me. Well, here's, so, so here's, so here's, here's the important thing is nobody knows what the future holds. Truth be told, Max trained for five years to be a pro wrestler. And during his debut, he had a, a career threatening knee injury well, career ended that, really i mean well well he you know he could have he could have gone for the operation for it but he elected not to mm-hmm. so he elected to you know work a different path and he took it was a chance you know by by his own omission without a cause was originally billed to be a one night only show and because of the reception that it got that crowd drove him to keep going in there and you know we're now looking at you know year three of defy is coming up and i think uh i think uh without a cause is not too far from that that's right year one was before the pandemic so i think they're going on two years now i think Um, they're year three coming in october i think is what it is year three now they did year two but it was without a crowd right that's and right. So, You're yes. right. And and then year three. But here's the thing about without a cause. If you don't think they're the top promotion running in, in the Pacific Northwest right now, like just as far as activity goes, Chris Bay is the without a cause champion. I mean, you look at Chris and Bay. And he's also setting fire and impact. He's not just set. I mean, he is fire. The I mean, like as the next guy, it sure. would not be. It would not be surprising if Chris Bay, boom, boom, jump, hop, and a skip next year is at WrestleMania wrestling for the Intercontinental title or something crazy. You know you what know, I mean? Like, it, it, and crazy, crazier things have absolutely happened. And you know, but but once again, to to kind of you know, it's like you 
clearly, you know, I, I love the passion that you're showing for uh, for Without a Cause, but the, the thing to remember is that, like, there's plenty of flavors of uh, pro wrestling for everybody, and, like, I personally am, like, a, I'm not necessarily a, uh, a brand warfare kind of guy, just because, truth be told, when you really look at the, um, the, the roster amongst all the promotions, we're all batting for the same team. Hundred percent. So, 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 the the important thing is, and and especially just to kind of uh, harken back a little bit to, you know, you you feel like again, this is only your second show that you have coming up, and your second show is coming up when August twenty second Sunday, which August is the 20th. WrestleMania Sunday. Which man, why do I keep SummerSlam doing this Sunday. to myself? SummerSlam, sorry. Why do I keep doing my, this to myself? I mean, I feel like I'm taking the road completely <laughs> traveled. You know, it's like, wow. Ready to take your podcast to the next level? You are one step away from making it a reality with Anchor.fm. Powered by Spotify, it gives you the octane you need to jumpstart your project and target the ear holes that need to hear it. Take that project into overdrive with monetization tools and statistics so you can tailor make your content to drift into the top slot of platforms like Google, Apple Podcasts, and any RSS capable feed. Anchor.fm makes it easy for your voice to be heard, so don't wash out now. You were born to do this. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? Track provided is called The Final Fight by Oak Nation, a royalty-free track provided by OceanArray.fm. Now let's return to our regularly scheduled program, and any advertisers that are out there listening, let me in again. If you build it, they will come. And people, it, here's the thing: is like you, you definitely have uh, a particular crowd of wrestling fans that are just done with the Kleenex brand that is WWE. That is the market that you cater to to give them a show that they cannot get on TV. That's that's the important thing. That's the that's the goal for everybody. Because at the end of the day, you're not competing with other wrestling brands you're compare you're competing in the entertainment brand as a whole yes. uh, many years ago i used to work at uh, emerald queen casino and during uh, uh during orientation uh the ceo was basically like guess what we as a casino are not competing with other casinos we are competing with every other thing that is going on every friday saturday sunday night and then every weekday as well because you know they, they it's a casino and they never sleep but as far <laughs> right. as like from the from the from the in from the entertainment value itself you know you got to put out the best show out there you got to put your reputation on the line to make sure that it's unforgettable for the people that are there because that word of mouth will travel it'll be like this is the must-see thing that you need to do what are you doing on sunday you're not doing anything on sunday you're coming with me to watch this flex show that's that's ultimately the goal for everybody and you know like I said, don't sell yourself short. Building, I know, building. dude, you're gassing me up right now. Like, <laughs> honestly, dude, this is, you're right. I mean, you're 100% right. It's it's hard. It's hard to look at the Goliaths mm -hmm. in, the, in the area yep. and, and feel 
again, this is the thing I battled when I very first started this whole entire thing is that I'm held to a high standard and it is mm -hmm. incredibly difficult to hold yourself to that high standard. Sure. I respect Chase James a lot and Logan who are also running shows independent of the top two Goliaths in the mm -hmm. area. And um, admittedly, you know, Chase has a big hand in, even elsewhere, but sure. Sure. To, to put on a show you in, especially in this area, if you're not held to that high standard, you're automatically in the other pool. And I'm do I'm fighting tooth and nail to do everything I can not to be held in that other pool. And mm -hmm. hopefully you're one that I can convert when you come out to my show, which started this yeah. entire thing mm -hmm. because of word of mouth. Like you said, Z-Man said, hey, boom, boom, boom. And you're like, I got to go check this out. Like, I, And I specifically said, I need to check it out because the compare, because we, so one of the, one of the pitches I was going to, was uh, going to mention this segues perfectly into that is about go. correlation. You know, one, one of the things that in, you know, being in customer service for the last 10 years, the thing that helps me make that connection with people is correlating that to something that they understand. One of the biggest tips that I ever got working at, a, I used to work for a major cell phone carrier uh, at a call center. I had professional Xerox training at that particular call center. One of the best tips I ever got that helped me throughout my customer service career was don't explain things in a way that you understand it. Explain it in a way that allows them to get to that aha moment on their own. So if I'm so if I'm working at an electronics shop and I'm talking with somebody that doesn't know electronics, I correlate that to something that they know. And more often than not, it's football analogies. <laughs> I I make I make the comparison of, you know, okay, so instead of uh instead of you know, if, if what what this uh you know high frequency uh, Apple, waves or anything yeah, it's, you're like it's oh, like you're it's gonna like hear if, the crunch on the goal line right it's yeah it's it's you're you're making that uh that analogy on like and that's that's the way you sell uh TVs and sound systems this is like what is your situation like oh you watch sports this is going to be the best thing for it but additionally it's like instead of talking the technical nuance on how a thing works it's like instead of how do you explain Chromecast to somebody that doesn't know technology well instead of passing the ball like you would to a runner you're going to be, you know, you're, you're doing the hail Mary and it's making that connection on the other side. No wires attached. So, Boom. so, so the reason me. that I, the reason that I, the reason that I say that is the hook that Z man got me for your show was saying that open the garage door and you're seeing a street fighter alpha three stage because he knew that is my favorite fighting game of all time. And there's an audience for that. And I'm like, in a couple of years, I expect to see it on, uh, on community event Orlando levels of fun because, uh, you know, it's like, if you're, if, if that's, you know, and that potentially since, you know, we're, well, we're that's pitching. a thing. See, here's the thing. Like I am the type of person and hopefully you can understand this by our interactions that mm -hmm. the second that I heard that I'm like, wow, like, this is destiny that we ever met each other because who knows what this could ever spring upon each other. And now I might mess around and do something like that. Like who knows? Like, I don't know. And you, and you know, the, 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 the most important thing about that, the funny thing about all of this is that it comes full circle because you have max to thank for that. Because I do. My, because my first can, as, as being, as being a listener of the podcast, you know, that my first connection with with Max was at the Seattle YouTube Facebook group 
that we got there was a particular person in there that is like i want to interview other youtubers max and i were the only two that participated in this we were both wrestling fans he invited me over to uh to a defy show i had fear of missing out because i missed out on defy three and i was like (laughs) they got to watch john morrison's movie oh that looks like fun and then uh, and then uh and then i was like okay the moment they go on sale i'm going to the show and it was defy four uh, my first experience with Swerve was was a religious experience because Chaka Khan's <laughs> Ain't Nobody Loves Me Better is a religious experience at Defy. Defy Originals will tell you. But that was also, you know, again, Max was working security for Defy at the time. So he literally opened the door for the independent wrestling scene. Boom. Full circle. Yeah. No, it's great. I mean... There is a lot to love in the right ways around this scene, mm-hmm. even for the people that you would say maybe aren't doing it in necessarily the right ways or whatever. Like those people, I think when you get to know those guys, like a lot of those people are coming from the right ways too. I think in this area, the only way to really succeed is to have your heart in it. And mm-hmm. people are not good enough about faking it like people aren't that good like you can tell right from the beginning like mm-hmm. nah this ain't it you know and honestly i went to high school with max okay like when i hit up max like max didn't have to hit me back mm-hmm. like i hit him up three years ago probably somewhere around there and i said dude let me like come announce your shows like i there's a lot of history that I could like, we could get in there and, Mm -hmm. and it all comes from Max being cool enough to be like, you know what? No big deal. Like, and there's, that's happened now. Like without a cause sponsors, my best matches in my card, like they are sponsoring the Nick Wayne, Matt Vandegrift match. But at the same time, like I put in work for that. Like I did ring crew for without a cause. Like people don't know that. Like I did ring crew for a long time. Like mm-hmm. it's hard. That stuff's it, hard. It work. is. It is. I, I uh, accidentally fell into it doing a uh, ring work for Defy five. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as, how'd it uh, go? <laughs> uh, we learned, uh, we only had to learn one time not to pull up two bars at a time. Up the okay. Stairs. There you so, go. Yeah. See, so. I'm the crazy guy that'll pull up three bars up the stairs. <laughs> Be, just because and honestly i remember this always on like my first because you know like i was a high school american wrestler like i okay I, you okay. know so like i remember at the first wax show i'm carrying five boards on my shoulder and the wrestler's like bro you're gonna get hurt i'm like dude i gotta get the job done like just, just be I, glad you didn't have hero on the board crew <laughs> because hero bless that man i i will i will say all the good things till the ends of the earth for that man. But uh, he, I, I've learned uh, two, I've learned very important lessons. You don't want to piss him off and you don't want to be too nice to him because you're going to get the same response. Be like, Hey, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's okay. I'm the type of guy that kind of rides the line, you know, like I ride the line of like, dude, what's this guy doing? And there, you just got to let me go sometimes. Like that's the beauty of me is if you just let me go, like, I'll either run into the wall and figure it out myself or I'll run into greatness and figure it out myself. Right. So, because there, there is, there is that thin line between crazy and genius. And I can, and like I said, 
like you said, the, the this this all came together very quickly. But you know, again, I think first and foremost, especially because you know, any friend of Max is a friend of mine. Cool. But I can definitely already I can already tell that like you you there there are definitely people that say that as an excuse to be a dick and i don't get that vibe from you i get the i get that you have the the best intentions in mind uh it's just you know again there's that that thin line between crazy and genius yeah and and you know what i'm very happy to be that guy you know like z-man said he's known me for a long time what's really cool about z-man is he actually created my first logo for my entire podcast like Mm -hmm. when my podcast went like more mainstream or when i wanted it to go more mainstream like he was Mm -hmm. 100 a part of that also shout out to vanderbeek for creating my logo so Oh, there you go. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. cool. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I like that guy. I like that yeah. guy a lot. Vanderbeek is a phenomenal human being. I yeah, adore and, that and, man so and, much. And unfortunately, isn't that also the gentleman? So, yes, yes. Um, that yeah, is we... very sad. Like, yes, because... but, but I mean, you know, we're, you know, it is always darkest before the dawn. And uh, there is a, there is a, a, a surrogate in the, in the name of Rocksteady, who I just found out recently is also deaf. So he's taking care of a deaf puppy. And so he's. Oh, uh, he, he oh awesome. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, honestly, I am very soft like at heart like <laughs> i just when yeah that stuff really gets to me so it's, like i it's, appreciate uh, somebody somebody uh there was a thread recently on like a name and put three words that associate your twitter account and for me it's a uh, wrestling depression and cats oh nice cats you're a big cat guy i am huh? a huge cat person oh, like my I, gosh. I i grew up around cats and uh you know way uh um the way that our housing situations were, they, they would go indoor and outdoor as they please. Um, my, my, uh, my eldest one, uh, she passed away. Uh, the last cat that I had was, uh, uh, 10 years ago. She lasted a full 18 years. She was a Persian Himalayan crossbreed named Olivia, uh, very thick, wow. uh, very thick, uh, Siamese coat. Um, and I just, a, because, uh, pet deposits are really expensive. And You're also right. <laughs> I, I would feel really bad about keeping a cat cooped up in here just because I've always had the luxury of, having them go out to the yard if they wish and then just come back whenever they want to um i would just i would just feel very guilty about uh, keeping them cooped up so it's like okay once i get myself to a situation where i can uh provide you're for a cat, cat dude like 18 of them <laughs> like you, you know, know what I mean? <laughs> that, that was my that was my crazy cat mom which uh, she had no less than five <laughs> at any one time uh, like but, no offense to you i'm not a cat person sure, but like no. you like admittedly only because i was never raised with cats so i I would assume i would be more of a cat person um like 10 years ago an ex-girlfriend had a cat and i loved the cat Mm -hmm. like it was a short hair tabby in most in most aspects of the term like my idea of a cat that would be badass wouldn't be this cat but it's (laughs) it is crazy how just in general animals and you like fall in love with each other. And it's yes. like, it's a powerful thing. And I just like, my heart goes out to anybody who's ever lost an animal. And like, admittedly, I feel like animals are meant to like the loss of an animal specifically is meant to prepare you, prepare you for a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. And like, imagine if you did have two or three cats you lost a couple cats like yep. honestly my daughter she's seven years old like mm-hmm. she's got this go- this this beta fish that she is terribly taken care of like i take care of this fish sure. but it's just so intense 
the connection she has with this fish that mm -hmm. she never even takes care of. I, I will literally catch her out of nowhere. She'll come over to my house. She'll see the fish being stagnant in the bowl and she will just lose it. Oh. She will lose it thinking the fish like has died. Oh. She doesn't even take care of the fish. Mm -hmm. Like, and then she go, Oh no, dad is this. And then it moves for, Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> Whoa, like, Whoa, you know? Yeah. And I just extreme, feel like extreme empath to, to oh, yeah. extreme oh, kinship yeah. to animals. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I was, and I was exactly the same way. Like, you know, at, at one point uh, in my uh, young life, I considered uh, mis uh, considered wanting to be a veterinarian. Um, but uh, whoa, yeah, like Tough uh, I did job. Yes, um, I did a I did a job shadow uh, actually for uh, a shadowing a veterinarian, and uh, it, it no, it was not it was not uh, it was not the career path for me, especially. So you know, can I tell mm -hmm. you a little bit inside? Sure. My the ex girlfriend that I was telling you about, mm -hmm. she actually worked for cps great job oh, until two years later when she realized that oh my gosh every single day of my life is a bad day yes and yes i uh my my last uh my last girlfriend was uh was also a um, rn at uh jblm and was uh part of the part of the crew that uh, handled the recovery for the uh that amtrak train that derailed Oh no! Yeah, so yeah, it's a, a my my heart goes out to uh, anybody that works in in that field because you are certainly not paid enough for what you do. No, no, that's that's the issue in the world that we're in. Mm -hmm. Nobody gets paid enough to do any of this job, nope. any of these work. It's that almost like there should be like a universal income or a minimum requirement <laughs> for living. It's oh, you like mean the guy that I wanted to vote for president, you know, uh, you know, yeah, it's there. There's a lot more to the world. Like I said, like right now we're just kind of in the whirlwind of it. I feel, mm -hmm. but when guys like you and I, or guys that we know that we went to school with that, you know, that might understand how the world works and the, how the world turns and yeah. And, you know, right now it's a problem. It's a real problem. You got a lot of this, like, the, we're in the freaking chaos of it. We're in the chaos of. Oh, my friend Logan and I, we're waiting for Mad Max Fury Road to become a reality. <laughs> That's so, yeah. We're in the chaos of it. We're in the chaos mm -hmm. of transgender people fighting for their own rights. We're in the chaos yep. of gay people fighting for their own rights. Black we people fighting for their rights. We are in the chaos of cops should not be killing people. We're in and the chaos of people wanting to be cops to have power over the people that they were bullied on in high school or, mm. or whatever it was. It's yeah, like, it's, 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 it's the power trip and you know, the power needs to be kept in check. Absolutely. I'm not a fan of the world that we're living in right now. I'm not a fan of it, no, but I'm and, trying and, to change it myself. Yep, and, and that, and I think uh, the important thing as well is having the escapes like pro wrestling and, uh, that and again that's why like the, the the medium of pro wrestling as a whole it is you know as as i've as i've mentioned before what people associate the feeling with rock concerts is how i feel about pro wrestling and when when pro wrestling shows are done right they can be life altering and that's why you know that's why that is the big reason that you know promotions like without a cause and defy are some of the biggest run because they give you those life altering experiences and just from the just from the uh, the, the the short conversation that we have had 
uh, talking about the the philosophy on what makes a wrestling show work you know i i don't have any fear about the uh, the future of uh pro wrestling in washington state a lot of people tend to have this concern of um once the talent has been called up what's going to be left well it's not it's not a it's We're not in so it much, right now the well, talent but, was already called up we're in right, what but, has been left but here's but here's the important thing to remember talent is a revolving door so as people are rotated out new ones will be coming back in to establish themselves so we are not going back to square one we're going into the next phase of what's to come this is this is saga two post infinity war of the mcu <laughs> which is like my fi- we didn't even get into this and we're like an hour and 18 minutes in and i feel like i don't want to stop talking because we have <laughs> we haven't even got into the fact that that like- is the nature of the renegade roundup is we could <laughs> talk all day long because it sometimes is just that easy to just have a conversation on this show this is what the show is all about. Okay, I, I, if you want, I will let you cater to the end of this. But I will say that mm-hmm. post-Infinity War is everything that I am within the marketplace. So it's like crazy, like you said, that people can't adjust to what's coming next or what's happening next. Because you have to immerse yourself in the idea that you're a part of what's coming next. It's not change, that you have change. to buy into it. You're you right. are there. This is it. Like right. Because it's you. Because you're the fan. Because I'm the fan. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the things that I love. Whenever I get down on myself about what I'm doing, mm-hmm. I look at the fact that Nick Wayne just turned 16. I look at the fact that when when that kid is 25 years old in nine years, he'll probably still be five years away from being the absolute best wrestler to ever come out of the Pacific Northwest. And then I start to kind of slow down a little bit. And like right. and this that's that's the thing is having that perspective of looking at the bigger picture outside of yourself i have always been an advocate of you know it's like you know people can tend to be nasty online when it comes to uh, having their hot takes or having their opinion on what wrestling is and isn't and what it should and shouldn't be but the important thing to remember is i have always been a proponent of if you if you don't like the way that things are done do it yourself and you are literally putting your money where your mouth is and running a show the way that you want to do because you want to put a different image out there in pro wrestling. And that is respectable because not everybody is willing to do that. Nobody so, is actually. <laughs> it's hard. It's really it's very hard. It's very hard. Like the fact, and, and again, it's like, you know, promotions are slowly starting to come up. But again, the fact that like, we're only able to talk about, a handful of them we haven't even talked about you know uh, established ones like project 42 or uh or any of the other ones like that but uh it's it's the the tides are going to change and i and i i argue for the better because now that especially like the amount of talent that we still have that are that are generating so much buzz i marked out so hard 
when Rebel Cal appeared on uh, Memphis Champion Wrestling. Oh, oh that is, my God. That is such huge exposure because you, you have that. You have where uh, sometime last year, um, Dave Turner was at a uh, IWTV Royal Rumble. Like, they're putting in the work. And that's the, and just just because you're not seeing it in the Washington scene doesn't mean that the word isn't being out there. The gospel of wrestling in the Pacific Northwest is being spread. Oh, you for people that have no idea or maybe think they have an idea. It's here right this very second. You need to buy a ticket to every mm-hmm. single show as a fan because this Era. What you can afford, of course. Yes, of, of, of course. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. whatever that you feel you're fancy to. But yes. guys are rolling over to FSW. You know, guys are on versus pro. WAC mm-hmm. just announced that they're in doing running kind of a joint promotion with Paradigm Pro Wrestling. Which, Jeff Cobb has been killing it in New Japan. You have Brody King doing Ring of Honor um, stuff. New Japan, uh, what's-his-face... God, I don't remember the dude's name off the top of my head, but one of the main, like, big up-and-coming stars that went from Atlanta to Buddy Wayne's gym is now in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Mm -hmm. God, I forgot the dude's name off the top of my head, but last year, Jet, no, Jet, Jet Knight, or... Gosh, what was his name? Jet. It's sometimes it's sometimes so hard to keep track of. Here's another one. Here's here's another one I can tell you. Go. Cody Chung appearing on AEW oh Dark. Oh my gosh. And watch Cody Chung's singles match on AEW Dark. The kid, you have no idea. He gets it. And you he know what was so it. great? Cody Chung was the loudest dude at my show. And I was like, <laughs> I was sitting there like, like, not like he's he's having a great time at my mm-hmm. show like yes and he doesn't understand that i mark out over him and i cody chun's i mean honestly i mean mm-hmm. you can't like cody chun could with a snap of a finger be the guy you see on aew all the time he oh my yeah he's he has so so many upsides to his talent and i feel like his his star his ranking is just going to get ever so higher um there's 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 not going to be anything that's going to stop Cody Chung. Like he he will is as as long as as long as there's no you know dramatic stop to his push. Right, he's going to get pushed to the moon. Well, the put you know, admittedly, the push for Cody Chung has been, I'm sure, softer than he wants. But like in the long game, if that's the game that he understands is being played, yep. like you had a couple AEW dark matches, like. That's phenomenal. Yeah, his his stock is already up. There. Oh yeah, it's just now it's just now he has to wait for the buyer. Yeah, well, there's so much independent pro wrestling going on that's phenomenal. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, Cody Chun yeah. is is definitely able to carve out his own market within that sphere. But like yep. again, as you mentioned before. Darby Allen, a Aubrey Edwards, like Swerve, like it's mm-hmm. not like this area is overlooked. You know, we yeah. got stellar athletes on this side. We got guys like Nick, like Cody, like the mm-hmm. dude from Canada that's the the Defy champion. I forget his name. Uh, uh, Artemis Spencer. Artemis. Uh, Daniel Makabe. Mm-hmm. You know, is gonna. I mean, 
and and here's and here's the thing also you still have the talents that are holding it down here like uh um uh, Randy Myers, Shaft. Oh my god. The Randy talent Myers. is is not the the quality of talent is not going to wane anytime soon and I think anybody Nick that... Wayne not going to Nick Wayne anytime. No, yeah, Nick Wayne. And then you get guys like Chase who are from th the scene here mm -hmm. that are booking TJP, Hammerstone on the daily, Warhorse on the daily. You know, I'm not going to hold myself the fact that, into the that fact area, that Warhorse but... says that the Pacific Northwest is a second home to him. And that's the thing that I've always loved about uh you know like you 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 speak your accolades about without a cause, and I 100% agree with it. But I think uh, an important thing as well is uh, Defy's caveat is first time people that travel to Defy as a promotion by the end of the night on more than a, on a, at least a handful of occasions, wrestlers that have traveled to Defy for the first time have at the end of the night said, "You guys make it loud. This is my home promotion," and that that reputation that positive reputation for the pacific northwest scene is huge that's why you're able to get talent like mako like uh, uh murder hawk like mvp like tommy dreamer um it's that reputation is it's even though it's you know seen with the defy label it is a community effort by everybody involved and i think everybody who even has uh, uh, even a remote hand on making these talents from outside of the Pacific Northwest who come in feel good and get that positive reaction. You know, we make that scene happen. We are the scene. I mean, really we are the scene. Yeah. I mean, like I'm a fan, I'm a total fan, you know, like I'm, and I'm a smart, a hundred percent. I'm a smart, but I enjoy great wrestling i enjoy great wrestling yes i enjoy great wrestling and so i see as a fan as a promoter that right now if you don't get a ticket to any show you're just mm -hmm. absolutely missing out like it's fomo to the death if you mm -hmm. can afford every show there is not a bad show you're gonna go to believe me There's i not. i would if i could by the way have i mentioned how hard it is to root against steve miggs because i appreciate the man so much <laughs> he is such an effective heel and i but i i i know like how good of a guy he is so i know he's playing heel and i know it's a character it takes everything for for me to 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 boo this man because you i don't want to <laughs> no you were the honest had the best interpretation of it on the z-man podcast is you're right like steve miggs like unfortunately the era of steve miggs will one day come to an end but if it doesn't come to an end with him going outside of washington state or outside of the pacific northwest i feel like it's a failure because it's not a failure of course but like the guy you put him on WWE like and he is an incredible character an incredible wrestler a guy that in my mind is perfect like he Here's wrestles perfect you know that he's not like he's not a Nick Wayne he's not Cody Chun mm -hmm. yet every match he has stellar stellar storytelling stellar move set 
mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, here's the ability of my character or who I am. Yes. And I am going to do it every time the way that I know how to do it. And like, wow. Like, and I've trained with Steve Miggs. I used to, I've trained before and I was awestruck by him when I trained with him, obviously, because he's a celebrity to me. But once I started getting into the ring and I'm like, okay, wait a second. I thought I could move fast. Like Steve Miggs moves fast. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He's no slouch. Like he'll go, he'll go. Like Mm -hmm. if you put Steve Miggs, you know what? That's a, that's an idea. That's an idea. I got an idea. I got a nice idea. You got a booking idea. If Steve Miggs goes with like a stellar top level talent, I'd be interested to see how amazing that match could be because I really feel like if you push Steve Miggs' limits, he actually will do he'll he'll surprise the heck out of you. Here's here's the thing. You 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 kind of touched on this a little bit and you said that if he doesn't make it outside of uh, Washington State, it would be not considered an effective front. Not a failure. Ar- but ar- ar- arguably, at the end of the day, I want to, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's ultimately what he wants to do with his career. But you are 100% right that how magic would it be to have a Steve Miggs paired up with a Pat McAfee? Whoa. Yeah. So talking about like, you know, Mike skills v. Mike skills. Imagine the banter between the A-lister Steve Miggs versus the hollywood elite the miz i mean like it, it can write it can write itself it can write itself but ultimately it's a matter of what steve miggs wants to do because steve miggs will do what steve miggs wants to do <laughs> yes yes and you know you're right you're right steve miggs is like the most polite guy in the world i mean and, and steve miggs and i like when i talk to steve it's like Honestly, like half the time, it's about our daughters. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's about our kids. He's, and about, just, he's a family man above anything else, which oh is my very, gosh. very cool. Yeah, I mean, all of his. Oh my gosh, Tatum is so unbelievably cute. And as a girl dad myself, I fall in love with that. And and I want to see the face turn of the century when Steve Miggs becomes the dad the the dad life Steve Miggs little bit of a heel baby face like on a ni- in a nice way mm-hmm. and i don't know if you ever saw uh 5cc scornacopia you can watch it back on youtube but i i do commentary for 5cc and we did a nice little thing and it was so funny the pizza delivery boys which is jaden and max burnside uh jaden's another phenomenal talent yeah, I like Jaden. I really do. So me and Jaden, um, I I like him a lot. You know, mm-hmm. he's one that I enjoy seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, the promo though is great. You should see it. My my commentary on it, I thought was hilarious. I've been mm-hmm. told it's been hilarious. Also, Five CC ran a phenomenal match on YouTube that you can watch. That's Cody Chun versus Nick Wayne in Bellingham in a five sided ring. Oh, that's a an, banger! An awesome match you can see. And that's the thing about the Pacific Northwest: like you will mess around, come to mm-hmm. a show, and see, like you said, see a match that might change your life. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's how it happened for me. Yep. You know. I you, came... know one, you know one that you know one that I went into the archives and uh, saw not too long ago. So in one of the earliest episodes of uh, Renegade Roundup, I actually did a review of uh, Without a Cause's A Seat at the Table, the original 
supposedly one night show. Yeah. And the 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 match that that left the biggest impression on me was uh Priscilla Kelly uh versus uh Thunder Rosa. Right? And that's the thing. Look at Thunder Rosa now, and honestly, she had a little bit more of a of I would say she probably hit the stars a little bit quicker than Priscilla did, but Priscilla hit the stars on the indie scene a little bit hotter than Thunder did. Sure. But now Priscilla in WWE Thunder just signed exclusively to AEW mm-hmm. after having her stint in NWA in and NWA, yep. yeah, like both these chicks are great, dude. They, I can't they, even imagine when it's, it's hard. It's, it's difficult to, to pick a favorite. And that's, that's the wonderful thing about this, uh, this, uh, uh, this fever passion that is pro wrestling is why settle with just one when you can have them all and it's it's all great it's like it's, you said it's financial that's it it's just financial yeah, that's yeah. it you can't you can't buy enough tickets out there i mean what are you doing every single geez it seems like right now every single weekend you got show on friday show on saturday show on sunday so it's like man you know, i, I would hard. i would i would like to uh i would like to uh pitch an idea to a future uh investor in the renegade roundup i like gold Oh, yes, please. Please, please bring me the money. Oh, I love that. Okay, we can hit to the end of this now. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I could go forever, honestly, because it's hard. I noticed it's, that. It's it's uh, it's, it's uh, hard to talk to somebody that can talk. That's it. I mean, and that has the same passions. I can, I, mean, I can, I can, I can already tell that you are, you are uh, fueled by uh, passion and caffeine. I'm probably minus the caffeine, but uh, champagne is my number one. Drink. Champagne is champagne. what fuels the flex. It's the Kirkland champagne right now. Just because I went to Costco, I saw the bottle, I grabbed the whole box. That's how I do go. things. Sometimes. You grabbed a little bit of the bubbly before coming down to the show. That is so on brand. I appreciate that so much. That's so, me. That's, That's me. I drink champagne. On Saturday, my ping pong tournament, I almost didn't make it to the end. Three bottles in. I'm I'm one in one quarter <laughs> bottle in on this. And yes, on brand is something that I'm growing my image on that. But like I said, you hit a wall or you hit greatness. I don't know. So, which one so, so would it be fair to say that your character is Captain Lou Albano in a karate dojo? Captain Lou Albano, actually, let me tell you a little story about that. Okay, go for it. He was the original guy that taught me that wrestling wasn't real. Oh. Because if you remember, back in the day, Lou Albano was on one of those lie detector shows from back in the day <laughs> and he was like the back guy... in like early like maury montel era no like... way earlier than that i'm oh. I, I don't like remember. geraldo rivera era you're talking well now i don't remember who that was so it might have gone too back but <laughs> what I, what i'm saying is i don't remember what it was but it was something where, and and I didn't know who Captain Lou Albano was, so I was not a very early, early mark, early, early adopter. Sure. I mean, I was young, so I couldn't have, but he came on the show, and it was like they had spit in the face of pro wrestling. They were like, look at this guy. He thinks pro wrestling is real. And then Captain Lou Albano couldn't get enough of it because he was like, oh, it's real. It's real. Well, the lie detector said it wasn't real. Then I'm sitting there as a young child and I am like, oh my gosh, was is wrestling not real? And that's when the, the walls of Cascadia 
started compounding on me and I was like, oh no. And then it started to like hit me a little bit that I need to learn about this instead of just live it. And that's, I think what started it in me is that I need to learn about this. And that's, I guess, what grew the passion in me. And, uh... He's a legend in his own time. If you look into the man's eyes, you can see the look, the will to win, the determination. But he has wrestling, balance, and knowledge. The man has it all together. Now, I'm up here in the Canadian area, and I am fluent in the Canadian language. I say Canadian language in French language. But I speak Parisian French, not this slop that they talk up here. I want to say a few words to all the many, many, many French Canadians in French. Monsieur, mademoiselle. You got what I'm saying out there, brother? He has the heart of a lion, intestinal fortitude, guts, ability, wrestling balance, wrestling leverage. Got it all together, brother. You got don't look at me like a dummy. Don't look at me like a W. You got what I'm talking about. Captain Lewis Albano. To say he's a little different, that we're putting it mildly. I don't know whether he has both oars in the water or not. I'll leave that up to you. like in pro wrestling i meant to do that actually we think that captain lou albano might have been behind <laughs> the uh, technical issues i'll take care of it in post let's go ahead we're going to go ahead and uh send this off into the sunset uh as uh people that are familiar with the formula of uh the way that we wrap this up especially for first time guests Jeez. i wrap off a series of questions that are inspired by inside the actor's studio by uh james lipton rest in peace uh, we have uh, he has a series of 10 questions. I'm going to uh, repurpose nine of them uh, for this particular session. And, um, you know, just because of the, the nature of some of them involved. And like I said, this is just first impression, whatever comes to your mind, um, however you want to interpret the question. No, uh, no stress here. Uh, so <laughs> I no laugh at that because it's like I'm stressed right now because. <laughs> It, the questions it just, in the, general sometimes stress you out. It's like, hey, no, no like stress. There, there is there is test anxiety. You are not entirely wrong there. But uh, like I said, this is just to uh, to uh, probe into the minds and uh, figure out the way that uh, people tick. And this is uh, definitely a good series of questions in there. So uh, without further ado, uh, Mr. Flex Matt, first question. What is your favorite word? Yes, this not was the not, one. This was the one. Not necessarily curse word, just no, favorite yes. word. Yeah, of course. I learned that we cannot curse on this. No. <laughs> uh, no, my favorite word. I This was the one that I did prepare because, okay, so I'm a salesman. Uh, one time in the interaction with a customer, he taught me this word. And I'm the kind of kid, I was raised super blue collar. Like, I legit, mm -hmm. this is a story I tell my entire life. I did not learn about college until I was a junior in high school. Like I saw it on the TV 
and like thought that that's just where you went after high school. And then when you got there, you partied because you were a young, young adult. And that's just what you did, you know, and I've watched animal house. I know how this goes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. So, um, customer came through and of course, like, like you had said earlier in the podcast, um, you had said like, sometimes you have to relate, you have to put it in relatable terms. So now that I'm in my opinion, I have become very an outlier in my field. Now I understand like sometimes you talk to the program designers or the people that create the code. And then you talk to some people that play the code, you know, and you're, tune has to change a little bit to kind of make it how they understand it. So cogitate Mm -hmm. is a word. Cogitate Mm -hmm. is the word that I learned about seven years ago and now I can't stop using it. And it's one of my absolute favorite words. Cogitate. And for, for, uh, for a uneducated pleb like myself, what is the definition? Oh oh no. (laughs) Here's, I got to get in college. Here's what I think it is. (laughs) Okay. Uh, cogitate, like let it stew, like let something stew in your mind. Like when you're moving from one thing to the next, let's let number one cogitate, let's Tangeal. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. And then according to according to uh Oxford language, uh thinking deeply about something, meditate or reflect. Yes. So whenever Fantastic. I'm selling something, you often I will sell three things at once. I will go into the first thing, hit you really hard with it, mm-hmm. pass it on, let's go to the next thing. Yep. Let's cogitate upon the first thing reflect meditate mm-hmm. let's come back and yes. that's you know in my eyes method that that is that is an art of the method that is fantastic yes on the opposite end of that coin matt what is your least favorite word by the way we're 145 minutes in and i'm still hyped okay so, <laughs> no coffee at all i gotta work in the morning going to disneyland in two days <laughs> Uh, okay, so here's uh, okay. This is not officially my least favorite word, but I hate the word because how other people feel about it. Sure, but I don't hate the word specifically, so it's not my least favorite word. But it's like a word that I want to like. When I hear other people hate it, I'm like, that's dumb. Why do you hate anything like that? But moist. Hmm. Hmm. I don't get why people hate it. Like I don't get. I have no idea. So there is a scientific reason that is the way that that some people correlated with either the sound your mouth makes or the motion that your mouth makes when it comes to the word moist. I don't. Yeah, it's it's not for for everybody, but (laughs) there there is a certain subsect of people that have a visceral reaction to the way that the word sounds to them. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing for somebody that legit has something about it, Mm -hmm. like like in a in a, a mental aspect of it. Sure. Get it. Get it. But the most of the people that I've talked to are like, oh, yeah, like. And they're having five beers and like, I hate that word. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's dumb. Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Like, yeah. nothing offends me ever. So it's like for you to tell me that you don't like a certain word, it doesn't offend me. It's just like, why? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't get it. That's mm-hmm. just me. 
sure, sure. That's very fair. That is very fair. Next question. Just to phrase this a little bit differently. What makes you feel good? Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, what makes me feel good? Um, I love a heartwarming story. Like, yes. and whether it's a story of like trial and tribulation and then you make it, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like, Oh, you know what? This is a good one on mm-hmm. America's Got Talent. It's like the girl comes up there. She's like, you know, hey, I'm just me. And they're like, okay, well, what are you going to do? And they're like, oh, she's like, I'm going to sing. And they're like, oh, okay. She's like, yeah, like, you know, I've gone through a lot in my life. He's like, oh, okay, what's that? And she's like, yeah, well, like I got cancer and I've got like a year and a half to live. Mm-hmm. And then she just comes out there and belts like something that like, honestly, on my best day, I would be one. 80th of that (laughs) and i'm just sitting there like wow like that is yes you know what i mean and i could just only imagine like there's a lot that goes into like somebody feeling like their back is up against the wall but like that's also what fuels me to be a better parent because it's like yeah i want to be the reason that my daughter like says like you know what like Everybody at school says I can't do this, but like my dad says I can do this. There you go. You know what I mean? There you go. And then like goes out there and just makes you cry your heart out. And it's like, dude, that would be like, yeah, amazing. To that's me. that's super cool. Yeah, I definitely am in the same boat that I appreciate a good storyteller. You know, growing up, my favorite comedians were Jeff Foxworthy and Bill Ingvall because I love their stories. They tell really good stories. So I, I definitely model myself as like, uh, connoisseur of like the storytelling art um i'm a connoisseur of great comedy like i'm yeah i'm the worst critic i'm like the worst critic i, That's I, I don't have it in me to be like a a couch critic like at all it's like because I, I can see like a lot of different aspects to different things. And it's like, well, I don't know what that's like, so I can't have an opinion on it. So. You're right. And I shouldn't be because that's the thing, like especially with comedy, like mm-hmm. so many people would be like, dude, that's funny. Why don't you think that's funny? I'm like, to be honest, it's not that funny. But like I should be more like, you know what? Like that guy got up on stage in front of tons of people he didn't know and tried to slay it in comedy. And like, Mm -hmm. even if it necessarily wasn't funny, it's respectable. But that's my problem Mm -hmm. is I respect the idea so much that it needs to be funny too in order for it to be funny. Like I'm so respectful of the idea and the art that it also has to be good, Mm -hmm. you know, but that's also like what pro wrestling is yeah. like, just cause you go out there and get in the ring doesn't mean the product is good, mm-hmm. but I respect you for getting up there and getting out there. It's like, it's, it's all the reasons that I respect Jack Stevens is because not only does he do amazing things in the ring, he also does stand up comedy. That is also does. really scary for a big man. And he's funny. He's really yeah. funny. I've seen a lot of that stuff too. And mm-hmm. and I admittedly didn't see it before I commentated on 5CC. Didn't even know who he was. What's great is I put him over in the ring and I would like to put him over on my promotion as a comedian mm-hmm. and give him a new face. And that's something that uh, I would wor- like to work to. Truth, truth be told, one of my uh, personal res- wrestling aspirations is to get to a point where I feel good enough where I can have a competent big man match against Jack Stevens. 
Nice, nice. So I, I have I have a small little list that I put on Twitter. Um, I said uh, debut against Young Strife. Um, oh, ha- have a have a colossal match uh, against uh, Jack Stevens. Um, have a intergender tag match with Rebel Cal. Um, and okay, then, and then nice. Have, and then uh, basically test my medal against Caden Cassidy. Oh, that's so great. Yes. Okay. Those, those, well, those are some things I'm working towards. Well, you should watch 5CC because you will get every single one of those Absolutely. people. Absolutely. Uh, so that's great. All right. On the opposite end of that coin, what does not make you feel so great? What does not make me feel so great? Um, Fake people. Yes. I don't... I don't... Uh, One of the worst things I think in life is not being real. Like if you Mm -hmm. come to somebody and, and honestly, I'm in the thick of it, honestly, like I'm in the thick of it, Mm -hmm. you know, being a promoter or at least trying to Mm -hmm. and telling everybody what my real aspirations are and then getting a lot of people coming back to me that are this, that, and the other but that's not them. And you know, that's not them. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, dude, do you, do you realize that like, I can see right through that. Like I'm not, yeah. it's uh, I think, I think Bruce Lee said it best where uh, basically uh, live a life where, or it, it might've been something by Bruce Lee. It might've been misquoted by Bruce Lee for all I know. Cause the internet does what it does. But uh, there was a quote I read once about basically uh, building a reputation to the point where, where somebody does try to say something bad about you. Nobody believes it. Yeah. And you know, at the same time, what also that I dislike a lot is like people having, images about me or like things about me when they don't have a clue about me and then like it's like well dang that's crazy that you think that about me because like i'm so the opposite uh, (laughs) yeah no it's uh and uh (laughs) crickets tend to get really quiet when you get too close to their comfort yeah and those people the best thing you could ever do to those people is call them out yep because like they are not used to being called out they're either going to just expect you to not say anything else and just mm-hmm. take it mm-hmm. or you will give it so much to a point where they can't argue with it and then they back away. Yep. But it's like that's what the way that I choose to take yep. it. It's, it's like, dude, it's what all, are you even saying? Yeah, see also Karens because there's two types of people in this world, those that have worked customer service and those that have not. Yeah, Karen's is a Karen's is a real life thing. Yes, yes, that it has is. only recently become popular, but only because everybody has always dealt with it. Yep, and have no other way to, and especially with everybody it. having cell phones, it's just so easy. And especially those type of like Karen mentality specifically, they take glory in being in the spotlight. Oh, you're going to film me do a stupid thing? Well, how about this stupid thing? Ha <laughs> ha! Showed you, smart person. <laughs> Yeah, I'm on the phone with the police right now. Guess what? And it's like, <laughs> what? Like, what do you mean? Like, please call them over here mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. They will tell you that yes. you're being crazy. Yes. Next question. What is a sound or a noise that you love? Uh, I'm kind of a cynical type of person. Like, I love, like, when people give me praise. Okay. Okay. Like praising in the right way. Yeah. Like I can remember Attaboys feel good. Attaboys. Yeah, that's it. Attaboys. Mm -hmm. Attaboys. Whether, because here's the thing, dude, people, Jordan Peterson, don't know if you've heard of the person and I don't 
care if you agree with what he says because I don't always agree with what he says, but he's technically like a public figure that says things. Sure. One of the most powerful things I've ever heard in my entire life came from him. And so I don't actually listen to him, but it's just like, man, this one statement Mm -hmm. is so incredible. Human beings get by doing so much amazing things with as much as little as a thank you or a, you did a great job Mm -hmm. or man, like whatever you just said, like changed my life. Like so many human beings go, go through life with no affirmations Mm -hmm. at all. And part of that, I'm, I'm reminded of my father used to say, he used to tell this as the worker's creed, but I think this was a, a partial quote from mother Teresa of all things. Uh, And the worker's creed went, we, the willing led by the unknowing, doing the impossible for the ungrateful have done so much with so little for so long that we are qualified to do absolutely anything with nothing that yeah (laughs) oh wow that is yes all of that is yes Mm -hmm. people need to get out of this world that we're living in where people would prefer to knock people down than to build them up because imagine a world where everybody built you up because everybody does great things and I don't know. I'm not the best myself. Admittedly, I'm not the best myself, but like I, I try my best Mm -hmm. and, and my whole thing is like, I don't write negative reviews. Like I may not write all the positive reviews in the world. Like even if I get great service, I don't, I don't go out there and write positive reviews. Like I need to be wowed to laugh Mm -hmm. you know like i you know i need to be wowed to write the review but like definitely what i don't do is write a negative yeah and that's that's the thing is like you know you we only have so much finite energy so why would you want to spend that energy you know putting negative out in the world when there's so much of that already it's you know it's be the change that you want to see hence why you are running a wrestling show because you want to trying trying you're and that's the thing you're you're making it happen which is a lot more than what other people can say that's true. That's true. On the That's opposite hard. end of that coin, what is a sound or noise that you do not enjoy? The no- noises I don't enjoy are like the, the police sirens out of nowhere. No offense. I'm never doing anything wrong, but it's just like. They happen everywhere. I, yeah. like I. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like move over. Living in Tacoma and I live right by the freeway. I hear it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) I, and I get it. So I Mm -hmm. don't disagree that they're necessary, but, but the, yeah, it's, it's, it's fear. It's, it's the place of fear that they put on you. Mm -hmm. And I don't appreciate that. Like, I just don't appreciate it. So it doesn't even matter what I'm doing. I'm just always looking over my shoulder whenever I hear it. And that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I get I get the idea is that they want you to be aware of it. But it's now to the point where you're frightened by it. It's not knowing that it's right. going on its way to a good thing. It's now knowing yeah. that it's definitely not. And yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. It's the anxiety and the dread that, that comes with that. Like if you like first thing that you should do, if you want to uh, give an image overhaul is just have them ride ice cream trucks because (laughs) are you, are you ever going to have a bad time when the ice cream man shows up in your neighborhood? No, you're so funny. You say that because the other day 
the ice cream man came through my neighborhood. That's why I mentioned it. It happened in my neighborhood. Oh, dude, it never (laughs) happens here. And I live in a great neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. my daughter goes, what is that? And I go, wow, like, that's awesome. Like, obviously, you could hear it. So it's not like crazy. But like the fact that she perked up by it in such a cheerful way. It's a science. It's a science. You're right. It's a science. It's a sell job. Everything's a work. Right. But it was cool. So I appreciate that. You don't hear it as often anymore, Mm -hmm. but it made me feel good because I remember as a kid, the MF and ice cream truck came down the lane and Oh, the stress you had going to your grandma who raised me was like, Grams, what you got? She's like, I got a dollar and a quarter. I got a dollar. I'm like, okay, I think I get the Spider-Man one. He's at yep. the corner and you got eight kids. Like, you know. Get me Sonic with the gumball eyes. Get me the gumball something because I ain't walking away without a gumball. Uh, you my, know what I mean? My my favorite story when it comes to that is uh, one of my old D&D friends. So think like, I'm, I'm six foot five, 270 pounds. This, uh, my friend Toby. I'm is the opposite. Like, it's like. <laughs> I mean, fair. A lot of people are. So I had a friend. So I had a. I had a friend who was basically my height, less hair, another fifty pounds or so. You know, chilling, Ooh. chilling with his dad, and uh, and like just uh, his dad was like, "Toby, what's that sound?" And uh, he said, "Because I'll, I'll have a story about uh, Bob for another time." But uh, um, Toby goes, "Oh, it's just the ice cream man." It's the ice cream man. And and the funniest thing to see a a 300 plus pound giant running towards a tiny little ice cream truck being like, wait, I got money. Give me the ice cream. You're frightened as the truck driver. You're like, I was not prepared for this. Oh, oh, Donkey Kong is chasing my car. (laughs) Yes, you could never. Yeah, I just like. Yeah, keep mm-hmm. going because I know mm-hmm. where this next question is going, and that might be my answer. You ah, never know. Ah, ah, yes. I think I think I think you know. Uh, so if you've cheated and looked at the list, I I'm cheated not... a slight bit, but that's okay, okay. We're not going through that question. No, okay. We are that's we fine. are skipping to the next one. Um. So right. so again, you're like, oh, fine. I wanted fine. to give you one. <laughs> I didn't have that as my answer, but okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This is your show, not my show. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, Just a, just a little side question here. Um, You met when you are not busy in the world of professional wrestling, what is it that you do for your day job? I sell appliances. That's, I mean, everybody needs appliances. That that is a way to make a living. Absolutely, everybody needs appliances, and I had I stumbled upon a niche. Mm -hmm. Never thought I would ever find myself there, but but here we are. It's you know sometimes things don't. I hate to pat myself on the back, but. But you know when when you're here, when yeah, when it pays the bills, that's the important thing. So more than pays the bills, it it puts me in the position that I can help other people that I can, you know, start businesses and sure and do the right things. And I just feel like, unfortunately, I was not raised on the right side of the hill. So it took a lot longer for me to. My my places. dad was originally from uh, Eastern Washington on the edge of the Bible Belt. Uh, he was, uh, you know, conservative Second Amendment concealed carry Christian and my uh, Protestant and uh, my birth mom 
is a Catholic converted Protestant in an Italian household. There's a lot so of stuff going. There's on. a lot of stuff in there, so I understand. <laughs> you do get it. I do. Get I was it. raised on the poor side of life. My mm. dad was a stoner. My mom was a drug addict. Oh, I, ba- I barely know my mom mm-hmm. you know my mm-hmm. dad and my grandmother raised me my grandmother passed away 10 years ago so, and mm-hmm. my dad is in and so out did mine oddly enough my uh, my there grandma passed we away at, yeah my my grandma passed away at 85 she had been fighting cataracts for 15 years some of us were wondering what took so long anyway uh what is a profession other than your own that you would like to attempt actor 100 naturally naturally yes and uh, you know what's crazy mm-hmm I don't want to do it until I'm 55. Oh, okay. Because I feel like there's not enough like grandpa actors out there. Sure. Okay. And why couldn't I be one? Why couldn't I do it in the tail end of my life and be like Robert De Niro or in his like old <laughs> life or That's like good. something crazy. Right. Yeah. And I just feel like I've had the dream my whole life. But what's crazy about it is most people give it up at 28 31 and even if they move out to LA and they feel like oh shoot I could do it but then never catch on but like here's the thing how many grandpa actors are there in LA yeah like how many and the thing is is like crazy things you know crazier things have happened you never know with like what do you mean there's so many grandpa actors out there like how do they even get them I just feel like they're like I feel like Natalie Portman's like hey my dad could probably run this line for you and they're like they need him like, mm-hmm. so I feel like I could step in sure. and be like, here I am, like, yep. world, 55, I'm about to live my best life at the mm-hmm. end, and that's, I feel like that's where my life is going. Being the actor. Being the uh, ready-to-make reboot and be the Sal Mandini of the bit. Dude, I want to be Harry Potter at 55. Like, I want to be oh. the guy that's still in horror. I want to be the Mad-Eye Moody of, like, I want to, f- <laughs> like, yes. seriously. I yes. want to be the mad eye mo- I want to be the minister of magic to Harry Potter's grandson. Oh god, that'd be amazing. Right? Like here's the thing. Like that would be the greatest thing <laughs> in life to end up being like Goku at an older age teaching like the spawn of the world. Sure. I don't know if Goku ages. I don't know. I'm just saying like That's I didn't know like I didn't know but I'm just saying like I would love to be that grandpa Mr. Miyagi sure wax on wax off Mm -hmm. how many Mr. Miyagi's they got out there right I I would be just happy to be Sal Mandini want to (laughs) wrestle oh my yes that's what I'm saying so that's fantastic on the opposite end of that coin what is a profession you would not like to attempt janitor at a McDonald's That's fair. That is very fair. Just because it's too much work for for what is accepted in this world as as enough money. Mm -hmm. Like people don't care. So why should you clean up after a bunch of people that don't care for the same amount of wage as somebody that checks a shirt in retail? No way. The horror stories that I have heard from the janitor uh, crew at Emerald Queen Casino in Fife. Uh, Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those uh, uh, Pandora's boxes that you don't want to open. I had the I uh, I was fortunate that my first job was was I got to learn a little bit of everything. And naturally, janitor was my 
least favorite part of that. I um, I spent a couple of seasons working at the Point Defiance Boathouse. If you are in the area, that is a phenomenal first job because you learn everything from handling the books, handling calls, assembling, disassembling rental boats, uh, stocking shelves. That's phenomenal. It's, yeah, it's it's the, the Life building blocks lessons, you learn. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is uh, they uh, multiple times a day they go into the back and get out live herring. So you actually have to scoop out the live herring, put it into a tank, and then drop it into the tank where you bag it up and sell it. So yeah, you you learn a lot of important things. It's a really there, good there's job. a lot of left lessons to learn in a lot of entry level jobs or what we would call entry level. Sure. The problem is with the world that you can forego an entry-level job and figure a way about the world. The The other problem is they underpay entry-level jobs. Yes, they do. 100%. So yeah. an entry-level job is not a job that you should get while you go to college. An entry-level mm-hmm. job is a job that should pay your way through college yep. so that you understand what you don't want to do in life. And too many and too many jobs out there don't take legacy knowledge into account. So um, back uh, about five five years ago four years ago i uh i uh, survived two years at uh, fred meyer which is a kroger affiliate and uh i I, it it didn't there's a big part in that in my life not me but my stepmom yep uh so it didn't matter that i was 32 years old at the time and had uh you know seven plus years of retail and customer service, including professional Xerox training, customer service experience. I might as well have had the same uh, experience as a 16 year old fresh out of high school coming into it because but when that's I tried corporation to... life, they mm-hmm. don't give a crap about you. You're a mm-hmm. body. You're and a that's, body. and that is honestly why they're pushing and why they got $15 minimum wage at, at, McDonald's and fast food restaurants is because do you want to do you want to know a very telling thing about that the the moment that the federal mandate for fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage happened the McDonald's down the road for me had their McDonald's flags at half mast oh wow yeah I mean I get it so that's the thing like I get both mm-hmm. edges of the coin I get why you would want to have fifteen dollar minimum wage I get why you wouldn't. But the the truth of the matter is minimum wage jobs do not support your family. Correct. And so if they did, people would have more pride in doing the job that they did Mm -hmm. so that you would get people doing those jobs that Mm -hmm. gave a crap about doing the job. It has gotten so much so to the point where nobody gives a crap about doing the job. So the type of person that you can afford to pay to do those jobs anymore, people that just don't care. Mm -hmm. And you can't, I mean, unfortunately, back in the day when America was thriving, you could work at a McDonald's and feel like you were a part of a franchise that was on its way up. Now you feel like you're part of a franchise that's killing America. And, and, and not only not only that, working within a franchise, that gave you hope that you could eventually open up your own franchise. Sure. And, yeah. And make money off of that way because that was plausible to do. Yeah. But just the way that things are nowadays, it's uh far less likely well and these corporations are smartening up they're only allowing you to work part-time so that they don't have to pay freaking medical benefits as you know with fred meyer how they pull their strings yeah for sure yeah dumb and you have to be now like at a grocery store which fred meyer has adopted itself 
you know, you have you could have been there for four years and been a journeyman checker at Fred Meyer. Now it's a twelve year gig because you're only gave eighteen to twenty two hours a week. Yeah. Because they know basically once you become a checker, they can't off you, and that is why they're in, implementing the robot registers the self-checks which everybody goes to for convenience but they don't understand that they're killing america here's by so, getting <laughs> so by so, automating jobs that most people have okay so side tangent i love that we're going to be diving into this so much are we though so, because uh, this <laughs> might be a topic for another show i mean we can't uh, go another hour we can't do another hour but you're, you're right, right. You're everything right. that you're talking about is what people like us need to start talking about Mm -hmm. because automation of societal jobs is the freaking destruction of the world. I hate that you're right. That's going to have to be the hook for the next time you're on this show. Holy crap. We can do it again because, (laughs) again, Andrew Yang was the guy I was going to vote for because he he was on the path of saying $1,500 a month for everybody solves the problem. I was I every, was on the Bernie train personally, but I respect well, I mean, that. yeah, you know, sorry, uh, okay, the the guys are the same. So realistically, yeah, same party. I get it. I get it. Same yeah. party. If if Bernie ran, I guarantee you, Andrew Yang would have been probably as vice president because the ideas are the same. Mm-hmm. Either you give college for free so that everybody could obtain an entry level job that they mm-hmm. don't have to feel like they're destroying their life mm-hmm. doing, or you give everybody fifteen hundred dollars so they don't feel like they're poor every day mm-hmm. you know and they feel like they can afford rent and they feel you know and people yeah. start to then wake up every day for sure feeling different you know mm-hmm. so they're the same i'm pro burn i'm honestly i'm pro i'm pro economic success for everybody everywhere yeah. the problem is we're not going that way okay it's it's yeah it's uh yeah it's andrew yang's thing sorry to interrupt you because this is a big deal for me just the idea of tesla mode of tesla trucks that are bringing product from east coast to west coast from Mm -hmm. boat docks to wherever they need to go kills a lot of life like there are so many people that find a career in driving a truck mm-hmm. that if you allow Tesla trucks to drive that product where it needs to go completely automated, you cannot put 45, 55, 25, 35 year old, 65 year old people back to college learning a computer tech job mm-hmm. to find a place in the workplace you cannot do it mm-hmm. so what do you do what do you do you, you just have to think. you have to you have to train and you have to repurpose them and it's yeah like the- but you can't you can't that's the thing how many 45 year olds do you know right now that can't get onto facebook that I don't know a whole lot of 45 year olds personally, but I get, I get where you're coming okay, from. Okay. But that's, that's like, what I'm saying. My dad yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is that my dad is 50 my years dad, old. My dad, my dad is like 65. Okay. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what your dad does. Right. But my dad, right. He's a retired firefighter. Okay. You, yeah. Retired though. That's what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say. The guy mm-hmm. isn't part of the workforce. My no, correct, dad, correct. Mm-hmm. my dad is a part of the workforce and all he knows is welding metal. That's all he knows, right? Yep. But now he's too old to weld metal. 
because mm-hmm. it breaks his back down. Yep. What does he do? Yeah, and and unfortunately, does um, he become a greeter at Walmart? Right, and unfortunately, uh, retirement pensions aren't what they used to be either. And that's sure, whole, that's especially for state pensions. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, teachers are the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you've ever seen. Um, that show on Netflix, House of Cards, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the president took retirement and decided to make play with the money. Sure. Well, dude, that's people that have paid into that hoping it was there when they were 65. What do they do? So the answer to the world hasn't been found. But yet we're still allowing technology to grow to a point to take over, mm-hmm. like automated registers and stuff like that. Well, when we remove all the jobs that can be done with computers and we displace all the people out there in the world, what happens then? Well, that what you're going to get is you're going to get more people displaced than they were during the Great Depression. <laughs> way more. Mm-hmm. Way, way more. more. Mm-hmm. And now we're in a world of widespread panic. Yep. Way worse than it was in the Great Depression, which almost destroyed the entire world as it was. America, the biggest entity in the world, now is going through something bigger than the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. Who knows? What mean, meanwhile, we have politicians that believe there was no America before 1960. But <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put a big pin <laughs> on that. We're gonna put a big pin on that and big save pin, that for 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 next time because big I feel pin. that's going to be a huge conversation point. We're gonna start to wrap this up. Okay, rapid fire, real quick. Okay, go. Three match card, dream card, go. Like anything? Dream card, go. Dream card. Kurt Angle and somebody, even at his old age. I mean, my dream card is any any of the locals. So let's say Kurt Angle, Cody Chun. Ooh, that'd um, be really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would just be great. I mean, mm-hmm. it would just be fun to watch. It would be sure. fun to watch Kurt Angle get back in the ring and technical wrestle against somebody who is technically trained. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, that's a good one. Three match card. That's a really good one. Um, I would say. Nick Wayne, Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Would be cool. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I'm fantasy booking the local area because yeah, yeah. these are sure. the people that I love the most. Sure. Like, I have the most tie to the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, sure. Geez. And then let's say a super match, right? Hmm. Because I wouldn't. You know, admittedly, Chris Jericho is like, he is my guy. You know, that's and, fair. Mm-hmm. And Chris Jericho is so far looked down. When you look at the t- the top 10, Chris Jericho like sits at 10, right? Like for a lot of people. But like what Chris Jericho is doing right now and building up AEW, and he's honestly the name that, and, and he, like Chris Jericho deserves to be, in my opinion, top five. And I mean, you don't survive and, 30 years in the business for nothing. Yeah, but it's not just time spent. It's what you do with of it. Of course, of course. And Chris Jericho has built a career from start to finish on the mainstream yep. market mm-hmm. outside of what he did any time 
in the independent scene. So like when sure. you think about WCW and when he was wrestling Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero before he was ever even known. And then he was known wrestling the rock and everybody yep. like, so, and now he's at AEW creating the reason that Vince McMahon will die. And, and he is the guy doing so. So like, in my opinion, Chris Jericho at the end is the guy. He's mm-hmm. the guy at the end. So it's got to be Chris Jericho against somebody. I've already put Chris, uh, or I've already put Nick Wayne against Shawn Michaels. I'm <laughs> fortunate it would probably be a Shawn Michaels match if he was back into doing. But I would say it's got to be Chris Jericho like John Cena or somebody like that. There you go. Because like I'm not a John Cena guy at all. And I just feel like Chris Jericho is so underappreciated. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not a John Cena guy. So John Cena can be 10 and Chris Jericho can be five. <laughs> and Chris Jericho can go in my yeah, Chris Jericho's my guy. So I I don't care. Like that's, that's that's very fair. That's all very valid. Really phenomenal picks, especially with the the local yeah. talent. Let me get that Nick Wayne match. Get, like get I the don't Nick even Wayne. care. Nick Wayne. Let me get the Nick Wayne match. Nick Wayne HBK in his prime. Oh, that'd be Let me get Nick Wayne HBK right now and then Nick Wayne in his prime against HBK in his prime and let's see where the difference is. (laughs) Oh, good. Love it. Love to see. And then where where do we get the rubber match? Both of them at 55? Ooh. Like where does Nick Wayne end his career and then Shawn Michaels right now? Like who knows if Nick Wayne's going to ever become like what Shawn Michaels did, but like it, that would not be on Nick Wayne. That would be on a Vince McMahon. That would be on a Tony Khan. That would be on a Billy Corgan. Like if Nick Wayne does not become the Shawn Michaels of professional wrestling with his pedigree, with the story that you can tell, that's not on Nick Wayne. Because really, that's the promoter. And that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what it does to my promotion. Like, guys are going to succeed in my... what. Whenever I put it on, guys are going to succeed. The right guys are going to succeed. The right matches are going to happen. Sure. And it's going to be so that everybody can get over. Like, 100%. 100%. So I don't care if I ever get over. Guys are going to get over. That's my motto. So what we were saying is... Give Nick Wayne all the money. Give Nick Wayne no money so he never has nothing to fight for. Because once you give him all the money, then you never know what kind of person he's going to be. But, like, I know Nick Wayne, so he's never going to be that guy. But just you can never tell, right? You can never tell. But give him no money for the rest of his life, and he'll always do it for the right reasons. And that's why he's going to be great. That's an interesting he way to put is, it. Mm-hmm. He is always going to do it for the right reasons, no matter what. That's very fair. Final question, Mr. Matt of the Flex Network. I don't necessarily know if you are a religious man, but if heaven exists. Trying to put me in a spot here. <laughs> okay, this is booking this, me you, into a you, spot you here. You and everyone else goes into the same okay. spot for the final question. Okay. If heaven exists, mm-hmm, what would you mm-hmm. like to hear your God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? <laughs> uh, okay. Say the question again, just so I can think about sure. it as you say sure. it. I'm not necessarily sure if you are a religious man, 
But the question is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear your God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Dang, what would you like to hear? That's when it changes a little bit because what I expect to hear and what I would like to hear are two different answers. Mm -hmm. So if all is right in the world, what would you Well mm -hmm. If all was if all, like... if all was right within your timeline and all the stars Ooh, aligned okay. and if you I'm arrived at the pearly gates, yet. what would you like your God to tell you when you arrive? Okay, so I'm the mat. I'm the flex mat. I'm not the variant. And I've arrived at the pearly gates. Thank you. Would be the answer. Thank you is a good Thank answer. You. Because I've got a lot to give. And if people would just quit getting in my way and maybe allow me to do all the great that I have in my mind, it would be definitely a thank you. It'd be a thank you. Because I want to put everybody over. Everybody else. And in the end, that's what's going to put me over. Like, by putting everybody that deserves to be over, over. Because I want to have a hand in that. 100%. Thank you. Thank you. Matt, where can people find you on the socials? At the Flex Network One, um, always. That's on Twitter. Um, you know, you can just find me, search me, Matt Beck on Facebook. You know, I'm not afraid to be myself. I'm I don't have a persona. I mean, I live my life that way. You know, like I said, I drink champagne. I am the character. It's not a character. That's how I've been living my whole life. I was the kid that nobody ever thought would ever do nothing. You know, the fact that I'm here right now doing what I'm doing is honestly quite amazing to me. You know, like I said, I, I was just never counted on to do anything. But that's why I'm, I feel so disrespected by people that don't want to like buy into me because it's like, man, if anybody ever knew what was in my mind and in my heart, they would just buy into what I'm doing. But that's okay. Like everybody has their own motives in life. And like I said, when I meet my own pearly gates, hopefully it ends up being a thank you because I would like to conjoin all the forces. I'm like Captain Planet, baby. Like, let's go. Like everybody get the rings in. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like everybody, all the fans, all the people. Mm -hmm. If I could do it right, I would sell out the gorge for a wrestling event. Like you know, it only takes money to do that. It only takes a mind to say that you can do mm -hmm. that. So I would love to do that. I would love to do everything 10 times X what we're doing right now because the scene deserves it. Everybody is so divided. And it does not need to be that way. Let's all conjoin forces. Let's all put on awesome shows awesome music i mean music's a big thing too mm -hmm. at my show we're gonna have a live band play afterwards if you can stick around do it because they're the next big thing in my opinion and until you hear it you'll never know but that's the thing like i want to put people in positions to succeed and that's just what i want to do nobody ever put me in that position i always had to dig it out for myself so i want to put people in that position that's my life's work you have a show yeah, what's, uh, it's going to be what, what's, a live after what is, party. What is, what is, Man, I have show? not promoted it good enough, dude. I have not promoted it good. I'm not good at this. I'm telling tell, you. Tell, tell the um, people what, what the when your next show is. August 22nd. It's a Sunday. 
doors open at 3.30. The wrestling show will probably happen at 4.30. But about 7 o'clock, 7.30, maybe 8 o'clock, when the show ends, there will be a live band playing that's an independent alternative band in Everett. They're kids from the local high school that, in my opinion, are better than Alice in Chains. They're better than Nirvana. Just come out and listen to them because if you don't, bands like Nirvana don't happen. Like... They need people just as much as the wrestling crowd need people, just as much as you and I need people to listen to this stuff. And we put on our best work for people to hopefully hear us out. And that's all I'm trying to do. Like I said, put people in positions to succeed. You hear the band. You'll understand what I'm saying. Have about four beers throughout the entire thing. Hopefully make it home. If you can't, I got a place for you. Let me know. There's, there's, there's beers at the show? Of course, it's Scuttlebutt, baby. Are you kidding me? Scuttlebutt beers. I don't even remember how much the beers are. They were cheap. Everybody kept coming up to me like, dude, this was awesome. I don't know if they were drunk or not. I don't know, but it was fun. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you come to my show, it'll be fun. If that's all I want. That's that's enjoy. That's it. a good. Thank you sounds, for having me on, like, dude. You're a really cool, dude. Appreciate. I, it. I appreciate you uh, coming on to the show. I, I definitely get the impression. Uh, give him an inch, he'll go a mile. And uh, <laughs> exactly. Can't wait to see, dude. That's my life's motto. Can't wait to like, see you run the yeah. marathon in the next one. So I'll say thank you for coming on the Renegade Round. I do appreciate you uh, coming on the show, promoting your show. I will be at the show on August 23rd yes, at uh, Scuttlebutt and. Uh, Look forward to seeing uh, the madness happens in my dream Street Fighter Alpha Three scenario. It sounds like it's gonna be. A good I will, I, dude. I'll do my best to make that happen. Whatever it is, maybe it won't happen it, it perfectly to your dream this time, but I will do my best. It's it's all a work in progress. So just appreciate you coming and taking the time to be here. Yeah, appreciate you. to yourself. You are your own priority. You matter.